Hey guys, what's up? I'm here with uh, Dustin Mills, and uh, we're here to do the Ghoulies franchise, probably the greatest uh, franchise, you know, after Star Wars, Indiana Jones, The Usual Suspects, those kind of titles. Sure. Maybe top ten, like, little creature franchise. Maybe top ten. If there are ten, even. (laughs) I'm sure there are. There might be. Regardless, I want to thank uh, Derek B. or Derek Bourgeois for uh, doing this on the Patreon. I really appreciate it. Uh, He picked this. So this is the reason that you and me are covering Ghoulies. Hey, that guy buys my stuff. I recognize your name. He's a cool guy. Thanks, Derek. (laughs) But anyways, let's start this with a bang. The Ghoulies trailer. Jonathan is having a housewarming party. Whoa! What do you guys want to do? Well, we could play hide and go seek. Yeah. What about Trivial Pursuit? Yeah. It's a trip. Poker. Yeah. <laughs> I got an idea. Let's do a ritual. Yod he. Bow he. You do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself. Hey, knock it off. Come. I order thee. In the name of the most holy trinity. Come. I order thee. Well, that was fun. No, no, wait. I, I need to dismiss the spirit. So do I. Where's the bathroom? Upstairs. <laughs> Unfortunately, there will be some surprise guests. They have very bad manners. And they have no respect for privacy. They'll wake up the neighbors. What the hell's in there? And they never take no for an answer. Oh, man, that chick is really a screamer. <laughs> Ghoulies, once they show up, you can never get rid of them. Ghoulies, they'll get you in the end. Where to start with Ghoulies? You want to start with the plot? Um, sure. So... (laughs) (laughs) Um, In in the beginning, well, it should be noted that Ghoulies, the first one, is sort of barely about the Ghoulies. It's more of just like a weird satanic... Satanic panic nonsense deal. Yeah, so it starts out with a... There's a cult in the basement of a house, and they're trying to sacrifice a baby, but the mom saves the baby. Because she's got some weird ambulance on her neck or something like that. I, I don't know. And then... The dad goes to kill the mom, but they, it looks like there's going to be a gore gag, but then it like cuts, like her chest is like bulging there, out. There is a rated R version of this. Oh, movie is there really? But I, it's kind of hard to find. It was only released on VHS, similar to Ghoulies 2. Mm. Jack Mance takes the baby, yeah. and then we fast forward to modern times. Right. With the baby is now grown up, yep. and he's coming back to the house. Because he inherits it, because it's the oldest gag in the trick. Hey, I inherit this house, because there's no other way to get a bunch of kids in this abandoned house. Right, he's, and he's there with his girlfriend. Who's a total babe that has, like, the worst haircut. Like, the worst, like, 80s, like, perm ever. Like, she's really beautiful. Like, that woman, like, her eyes and everything. And then she's got this big, poofy, dumb 80s perm. I remember all the women were good-looking in the movie. And all the yeah. men were just, like, 
kind of douchey or slobby or just average Joes? Well, one of them is Mariska Hargitay, who is the star of um, Law & Order uh, Special Victims Unit, I think. You got me beat on that. Oh, yeah, the, the dark-headed one, I think, who is with the guy by the fountain who gets attacked by fish ghoulies. I think it's that one. Fish ghoulies? Yeah. Oh, fish ghoulies. That's right, there's like five of them. That, that, that's one thing I don't like about the movie. As the sequels go on, the ghoulies kind of get their own personality. Even mm. in crappy part four, they have their own unique look, their own style. And this one, they have like multiples. Like they made a bunch of different puppets to do different things. And everyone's like, well, let's use them all. Yeah. So there's like ten rat ghoulies. There's like three cat ghoulies. There's like five fish ghoulies. And there is an ape ghoulie. Rare appearance yeah. by ape ghoulie. Ape ghoulie, yeah. And there's that weird poltergeist ripoff ghoulie that comes out of the uh, clown doll. Yeah, what was Dragon? that about? I don't know. That, that was, was so like, weird. I saw poltergeist. That's what they did. Um, there's also, what really cracks me up is, so, long story short, like, the kid realizes he has satanic powers and starts doing rituals in the basement to get more power, summons up the ghoulies, and actually kind of a neat shot where you see, you see the rat ghoulie up here first, I think. Is it rat yeah. or cat? In the middle of the pentagram, and he's like standing there, and he's like, eh, and then all of a sudden there are other ghoulies. Um, but uh, once he sums up the ghoulies, there's this really hilarious shot where he, you're like seeing all the ghoulies pop out of different spots. Yeah. So like fish ghoulie comes out of the fountain, and then like uh, ape ghoulie like comes out of a bush or something. And then, like, the bat ghoulie is, like, stuck in a spider web. <laughs> and that's the whole... He's not even the bat ghoulie, like, from the second one. He no. is just, like, cat ghoulie with wings. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And he's stuck the whole movie. <laughs> and when they show him, he's just doing this. Like, yeah, he's just like... Because they're like, how are we going to make this thing fly? You know they were thinking that. You know, and the director of this movie did the movie The Granny. And yeah. that's why I, I took note, Luca, Luca, whatever, and he was an actor. And The Granny's better than this. Yeah, I mean, most uh, things are. Oh, but... Do you, you know the whole sink with the uh, stupid uh, toilet thing where they went back and shot that scene because there was no scene with well, the toilet? I mean, it looks that way because yeah. in the scene when, if one thing it happens out of just totally random, it's just a random cutaway shot to the fish ghoulie popping out of the toilet. Yeah. Uh, but it's a toilet against a totally black background. There's nothing behind I the didn't toilet. Even yeah, yeah. That. So you're like, oh, they rented a camera for the day and shot that on a soundstage with just, or in someone's garage probably with a probably. black curtain behind a toilet. <laughs> You know what this movie really takes? When I put this in, I was never a big fan of the first Ghoulies, okay? Yeah. So when I was watching this, rewatching it again, I was like, okay, um, this isn't as bad as I remember. And then the midgets come in, or the dwarves, I'm not sure. And that's when the movie takes a huge dive. It's like... Yeah, when the, the little people show up and they're like, they're like dubbed over, their voices are dubbed over. I didn't even notice they're dubbed over. I was just like... And what's weird is, and I, this is probably mean, but the, the male... Little guy. Whatever yeah. they're supposed to be, imps or whatever they're supposed to be. I thought the ghouls were imps. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever he's supposed to be, he looks like... He looks like Rat Ghoulie from Ghoulies 3. <laughs> like, they have these teeth in and stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, he looks like Rat Ghoulie. They, they should have brought them back in the... Well, not the second one. Maybe the fourth one. And they should have just been them, but they should have been transformed uh, yeah. to Ghoulies. Yeah, there you go. But, I mean, Jim Wynorski tried to get away from Ghoulies as much as he possibly Jim Wynorski didn't give a shit about Ghoulies. He was just like... He had another movie. He, Ghoulies... I mean, we'll get to it, but Ghoulies 4 is a lot like Ghoulies 1, where it was like, the Ghoulies don't really matter. Yeah, the Ghoulies like, aren't the important part of it. No. I mean, are Ghoulies ever really important, though? I mean, in the second one, I, I mean, I'm just saying in general. I mean... Oh, I mean, this movie, though, it, it's... It, the, the whole stink with the bath to the toilet, scaring kids to use the toilet. And that's such an iconic poster. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. Was that a controversy? That, yeah, like, yeah, like parents, parents were, were writing notes and complaining to Charles Band <laughs> that their kid would not... They were, they could not potty train their kid because the ghoulies were going to get in the toilet. <laughs> and then take that with Look Who's Talking and your kid ain't That's ever right. using the toilet. Yeah, and Look Who's Talking too. The, the, give me the pee-pee. Give me that pee-pee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Who's your favorite ghoulie in this one? In the first one? Yeah. Uh, I think Cat Ghoulie. Cat Ghoulie looks the least like garbage. <laughs> except for... Because they all look really bad. Fish Ghoulie looks garbage in this. Yeah, they all look bad. He looks like he's covered in pea soup every yeah. time you see him. And he's so smooth. He has no texture. Um, probably Cat Ghoulie. Except for Cat Ghoulie is the one that during the dinner scene... When everyone starts screaming, which is probably the best part of the movie because it's hilarious. They're like, ah! And then the corpse pops up and he's screaming. Yeah. But, Ghoulies screaming. That scene's also great too because the ghoulies are saying the magic words along yeah, with everybody like, else. Yeah. yeah. If you look in Cat Ghoulie's mouth, you can see the fingers of the no, puppet. That makes him the best. That makes him the worst. I still think uh I think Flying Ghoulie's the worst. I won't even call him Bat Ghoulie in this one. Flying Ghoulie's the worst because he's just like stuck yeah, in a yeah, web. Yeah, yeah. And then Poltergeist Ghoulie, whatever that is, is really slimy. But I, I, he's almost that not part, a ghoulie. That part is cool, but I don't know what the hell is going on in it. And you know what? I want to stick up for Spookies a little bit. Yeah. Because everybody's like, man, Spookies is stupid because it makes no sense. It's and everything in the ghoulies. Kitchen. It's the same movie as Ghoulies yeah. with better special effects. It's true. A bunch of douchey people that don't look like they'd hang out go into an abandoned mansion and they start to get picked off by random monsters. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's some... Better-looking monsters. Yeah, better-looking monsters. You got the farting mud, fart swamp mud monsters. Yeah. You know what? For the rest of this, let's just talk about spooky. <laughs> and then remember that ghoulie scene? Yeah. But, you know what? Well, there was, were kind of little ghoulies in yeah. the little... Yeah, I remember that. I, I want to read some notes here from people because I asked them. I took a bunch of polls and okay. I posted them around and I said, what's your favorite ghoulies movie? I'll give the main at the very end. But only one per- more people voted, but only they, some people gave their answers. But Timothy right. Matthew Hayes said his favorite was the first because he saw it on a VHS tape when it was first on home video. I think I saw part of one of the sequels on Sci-Fi Channel years ago, but the first movie just sticks in my head as the best one. Hmm. Um, I, 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 that which goes to show you're wrong, Timothy. <laughs> nostalgia. Yeah, I really do think it is, and I, I think that people maybe more into like the metal Satanism stuff might like the first one because the Conjuring and stuff. But yeah. It's just I, Which, I. I wish that that stuff is nice, but I wish it was better because, like, <laughs> like spoilers for Ghoulies. At the end, Jack Nance shows up. I'm spoiling it. Jack <laughs> Nance shows up at the end, <laughs> and he like to like battle because like the the the, kid, the dude, the main guy's dad, comes back and he starts killing everyone except for yeah. this is one of those shit ass movies where they cop out where nobody I actually hate the dies. Cop-outs. Nobody actually dies. Everybody comes back at the end wearing the wrong outfit by the way. They're wearing the outfits from the earlier in the movie. Did you notice that? I I, I zoned out by that. Anyway, anyway, Jack Nance Shows up in the movie. They they got him to like sober up enough to come out of his fucking trailer. I, we we don't know if Jack Nance is actually, no. drunk, but it's going to be an ongoing gag here because if you if it's you watch the, pro- the progression of these movies, they get like an old classic actor in each one of them. That's kind of like a B movie actor. Yeah. And we first start with Jack Nance in the yeah. first one. Um, but anyway, he shows up and he has magic powers too, and he's going to battle Evil Dad. I don't remember the character's I don't name. Know. And you think like, oh, they're going to do like a like. Uh, what, is it the Corman movie The Raven where the they have the wizards battle with Vincent Price? I've actually never seen that one. Or is I, it, I think it's The Raven. Or is it Comedy of Terrors? It's not Comedy of Terrors. Okay. It's, I'm pretty sure it's you know, The Raven. I don't know. Someone will correct me, I'm sure. But anyway, you think there's going to be like a wizards duel, but they just kind of grab each other and there's like some shitty electrical <laughs> effects and then that's it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Is, is there a satanic book in this movie? I can't remember if there's a book I don't remember a book. I, I remember really it. bad contact lenses. Contact lenses. Because that look like He's, he's like, I won't have ultimate power, but he's like looking like this, like his eyes are all jacked up. And 
You know what's weird? They do a long tongue gag in this, yes. and they repeat it in Ghoulies 3. They do do that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? That is kind of weird. Yeah. Don't they do, they do a gag of that in uh, Spookies as well? Is there a long tongue gag? I really gag think in? there is. There might be. Or maybe it's just I've seen way... T- they do it in Demons. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really... You want to rate this? Because uh, I can't think of anything else to say. The only actor of note to me was Jack Nance. The music isn't horrible, if I remember correctly. It's Richard Band's music. Uh, and I noticed... <laughs> Here's the thing about Richard Band. Richard Band, like, his music is great, but it's always reminiscent of something else. And, and the music in Ghoulie sounds a lot like his score to Reanimator. Uh, They're really, really close. sounds a lot like Psycho. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, like, there's a lot of the... Ghoulies does that, too. Regardless, um, I, this is going to sound really bad, but I think that Richard Band and Albert Band, the band's fathers, mm-hmm. were both more talented than Charlie Band. Yeah. I think that they were actually filmmakers. In in the world of artistry, yeah, Charlie must have been a better businessman. Definitely a better businessman. But, um, yeah, Albert Band, I think, well, we'll get to him in a second, yeah. right? Well, but yeah. Albert Band, I think, is legitimately talented. R- Richard Band is... Legitimately talented, I think. And uh, Charlie's just a great huckster. And, and what they, what Roger Corman said about Charlie Band. What do you say? I'm quoting somebody else who quoted him, but they said if there was nuclear war, the only things that would be alive are cockroaches and Charlie Band. And that's from Corman. Yeah. And he, he meant it as a compliment, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to sum it up some familiar friends. I don't know which camera to look at. To give an opinion or two about Ghoulies One, and they may be popping back up uh, for the rest of the series, but. Alright. I think we're done with Ghoulies 1. Yeah. Thank right. God. <laughs> I like the ape ghoulie. <laughs> What's to like? You know what, Dustin? Yeah. I heard the carnival's in town. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's got all our favorite rides. Oh, but, which ones? But you know what else it's got? What's it got? It's got ghoulies, too. <laughs> <laughs> back in town with all your old favorites the ferris wheel the roundup the octopus beautiful girl a spook house lumber car and a special added attraction it's got ghoulies too Down beats Gremlins one, Gremlins two, Critters one, Critters two, and the rest of them. Yeah, because no after and that the rest and Ghoulies three because the rest of them right in the fire with them. It's it's really a weird the uh, the quality jump. It's the only theatrical Ghoulies. It's the only one that went to theaters. Even the first one didn't go to theaters. No, I don't wow. think so. Not in the United States at least. Um, 
<clears throat> the quality jump between Ghoulies and Ghoulies 2 is fucking crazy. It's absolutely crazy how much better Ghoulies 2 is than Ghoulies 1. And I had a theory I was, while I was watching. I was like, Albert Band is an old, older guy. He's like, it's kind of like probably a little old Hollywood or at least inspired by doing that kind of style. Yeah. So when he was probably looking through it, he's like, satanic stuff. And he was like, I don't know if I like this satanic stuff. So right in the beginning, they get it out of the system. Mm-hmm. A, guy, a priest stole the Ghoulies from the, the weird guys in outfits, and he runs... And right away, in the, they, he throws him in some toxic waste that's for no reason in a junk, in, a, in like a car yeah, parking it's, garage. It's a, it's a barrel of industrial solvent with no lid that's just sitting there. So they escape a lot of the satanic stuff and kind of mix it, switch it for magic. And they also, right off the bat, show you that the ghoulies are pretty indestructible. Mm-hmm. So like, it's just actually way better filmmaking. Yeah. It's way smarter. There's character arcs. There's better acting. And there's more recognizable actors. It's got a better setting. And this one I knew, well, even as a young age, after I started watching a lot of Italian movies, that this was not an American production. No, it doesn't feel like one at all. It's either probably in Romania, but I believe it was actually even Italy. Because you'll notice a couple actors in the background. Uh, Mickey Knox, mm-hmm. the guy who runs the, the Dancing Girls. Yeah. He's in Cemetery Man, and he used to dub over a lot of Italian productions. He familiar to me. And the strong man. Uh, yeah, Romano, he familiar to me. Poopy or Poppy or whatever, he's yeah. in a lot of Sergio Martino, Felicio <laughs> uh, Tessi movies and stuff like that. Okay. And, and you know he's getting killed well, by giant sharks and crocodiles. Don't the bands like have a have like, a castle somewhere in in Europe? Like I, I think it was Romania. That's why I want to say Romania. But this is like Italian Italy. And I know they shot some of the exterior stuff, all the carnival stuff exteriors at night on a soundstage in Rome. That carnival looks great, by the way. I would I go agree. to that carnival. And here, what I want to say, I mean, is, as long as there weren't ghoulies there, <laughs> I'd go if there's ghoulies. <laughs> But the, the wonderful thing is carnivals and circuses were such a great backdrop for horror movies and it disappeared. And yeah. Ghoulies somehow manages to capture all that. Yeah. Um, the plot of this one is essentially the Ghoulies are kidnapped or kidnapped by a priest to be killed. They see this... Uh, so what it feels like, what it felt you, like to you me... take it. Okay. What it felt like to me was that there was a Ghoulies 1.5 somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Like there's something that happens between Ghoulies and Ghoulies 2 that we don't see. It's like a Once Upon a Time in Mexico kind of situation where there's like another movie that doesn't actually Somewhere exist. in the middle. And you see the guy who, and you called him a priest, and in my memory he was a priest. He's not wearing a collar. I thought he had a collar. He has a black tie on. He's all black and he has a black tie. Maybe he was evil. He may still be a priest. I don't know, but it was weird because emblazoned in my memory was a guy with the collar. But and he does the thing, doesn't he? He's just healthy. I think, I, think, I think he does yeah. do something like they that. They couldn't so. afford the white collar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they couldn't even get an Easter casket and just glue a piece of white paper right there. Um, anyway, uh, he's Dustin Mill's secrets. He's being, <laughs> he's being chased by guys, and it's so funny because it's the worst chase in history. It's probably like the weakest part of the movie. Well, those guys in those outfits couldn't run, you can tell. And they're carrying axe handles. Just which, axe handles. Yeah, they just have axe handles. Like in the script, I'm sure it said torches. Yeah. But they're carrying axe handles. No axe head, no fire, just axe handles. And it made me think of, uh, um, Pale Rider, remember he beats the show, those guys with an axe handle at the, in, in town? Oh, which characters? It's been a while. I remember just the kind of ending of Pale Rider, Chris Penn and Chris um, Carl uh, yeah, If I'm thinking the right one, Pale Rider's the one with um, Richard Keel, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He hits Richard Keel in the nuts with an axe handle. That'll in, do it. In town. But anyway, whatever. And then there's an axe handle later in the movie, but I digress. I'm getting ahead okay. of myself. Anyway, yeah, Priest, he, he steals the ghoulies away from some ritual. You never see those cultists again in the movie. They never come back. He goes to a garage, like a like a mechanic. To dump them. Right. In, in a vat of waste for no reason. <laughs> there's a there's a barrel of industrial solvent just sitting, no lid. It, just, it says radioactive on it, doesn't it? Or am I just thinking it? Does? It says something solvent, like right. I don't remember, but and he and he dumps the ghoulies in, 
And then Bat Ghoulie flies by and knocks him in. And this is actually Bat Ghoulie. This isn't Flying Ghoulie. This yeah. isn't Cat Ghoulie with uh, our wings like right. in the other one. This is Bat Ghoulie. It's legitimately it's Bat Ghoulie. By effects by Carl, uh, John Carl Buechler in this one. Right. He, well, didn't, he directed three, but he did the effects in this one. He did the effects in the first one, too. Did he? I think so. I think I oh, saw wow. um, MMI in the opening title, well, he definitely which is did his company. A, a way better job in this one. Yeah, for sure. I get the impression he had a lot more money. And there's five ghoulies in this one. And right. they're all individual. They're all unique. We have the Flying Ghoulie. Bat Ghoulie in this one. Mm-hmm. We have Cat Ghoulie, uh, Rat Ghoulie, and Fish Ghoulie, which were all in the original. Yeah. And then we have the introduction of the best Ghoulie, and he's only in this one. Dog Ghoulie? I don't know if he's a dog. I don't know if he's a toad, but he's the best. <laughs> he's on the poster, and he gets he has the best moments, and he looks like a, a fat bulldog. Yeah, he looks like a bulldog. He's the strong thing. one. Yeah. He's by far the best. Yeah, be. he's great. Um, so then uh, Traveling Carnival... Uh, giant truck that's Satan's Den. Satan's Den. Which on it has Tarman, the monster from Monster in the Closet twice. Did you notice that? No. Yeah, it's Tarman in the corner, Monster Monster in the Closet like up here and then at the bottom. And then when they build... It's the, got like Creature and Dracula and all yeah. sorts of... Inter- and and Frankenstein's monster and then off to the side Dog Ghoulie is painted on it. Yeah, and, but those stones, they don't even look like Dog Ghoulie. It looks like those little finger puppets you used to wear. Yeah. That's what looks like a bunch the of those. little rubbery guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, they have to stop and get like the fix the radiator at the mechanics place and the Ghoulies sneak aboard in a really cool like David Allen stop yep, motion yep. shot. They, they all run out and like and jump aboard the Is that the scene where they do the jump up on each other's shoulders? <laughs> I love that because I ripped that off in the familiars. Yeah, yeah, they're like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah, but I added three Stooges because it was basically Ghoulies two mixed with three when I ripped that off. But I love right. that thing, and he's like, yeah, and they kind of talk. Yeah. And this this happens a little bit; they get more uh, human like as the sequels go on, and they're bigger in this one. They're the a little bit bigger. One. They keep getting bigger. They keep getting bigger. That uh, is definitely a series. They have personality in this one too. They're all great. Yeah, um, like Rat Ghoulies, the gross one. He shoots slime and paralyzes. He sticks them together. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and I wish he did that in all of them. I agree. Um, Cat Ghoulie is like the sneaky one who likes to use knives for some reason. He always sneaks the flame. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then they end up at a carnival, and they and then most of the movie they're confined to, to Satan's Den, to Satan's Den, which is like the haunted house, which is run by uh, a nephew and uh, uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uncle's played by the legendary Royal Dano from a million westerns, including the Outlaw, Josie yeah. Wales, Great Northfield, Minnesota. That's Uncle Ned, and he's also in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. He is probably the best guy at playing a drunk or a crazy person or a combination of both. See if something that, wicked this way comes. As it's well. that voice. It's his voice. I want my pool back. Exactly. That's the fullest moon I ever seen, nephew. <laughs> it's a magic moon, nephew. <laughs> and uh, there's and Phil Fondacaro. Mm-hmm. And I got to give a Empire. Pictures and full moon props for actually treating Phil Fonda Carlo like a real actor because in this one they give him the Shakespeare character. He's yeah. a, uh, a struggling actor, so he does the Shakespeare lines. And it would be and, and then in uh, Creeps later on they give him Count Dracula and he doesn't yeah. play it like I'm a, I'm a small person Count Dracula. He plays he Dracula. plays Count yeah. Dracula and he's a great actor. Phil Fonda is a really good actor and he has, his character has the most depth in the movie. He's he's like a he's like a, a, a good actor. Who can only get a job at this carnival, yep. but gives it his all as this little monster that he plays. Oh, we want to see the cats and the rats. Well, you're welcome to them. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, Royal Dano has a great character arc. That's true. Because he's, he's the failed musician. The great fucking Fausto. Right. Yeah. <laughs> make this bottle disappear. And he, they, they do neat little things, too. But, yeah. like, uh, spoiler. When, when, when Uncle Ned dies... Uh, his nephew pulls, he has scarves in his sleeve, and yeah. he pulls that up over oh, his eyes. that's so beautiful. Yeah, they do little things like and, that. And that's why when people are always telling me that Ghoulies 2 is not, Ghoulies 1's their favorite, I'm like, Ghoulies 1 does not try to 
give any character development. Mm. It doesn't have any real characters. It's a, it's a. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to be attacking the people that like Ghoulies One, yeah. but Ghoulies Two has literal character arcs, has literal special effects, a literal set. It has everything. It has a great score by uh, Richard Band, which yeah. they reuse in Ghost Town, mm-hmm. <laughs> the exact score. Yeah. But I mean, people, even the the tightrope walker, the female. Um, yeah. She has a great character. She arc. has an arc where they set up like. She's a dancing girl, but she used to be a tightrope yeah. walker, and she stopped being a tightrope walker because her brother died, and now she's afraid of heights. And then at the movie, at the end of the movie, she has to overcome her fear of heights and to save the day. Her fears. Yes, yeah. they do that so much, and uh, and all the and I love how all the ghoulies in this even have their own thing. Like they have their we have the strength one. He is like strong, and then we have that can like glue them together. Yeah. And they have the sneaky one. Then we have the one getting water, and the one that can fly. So yeah. they have all grounds covered. Yeah. But there's just lots of good moments in here. It's also the most violent. It's also the most horror-oriented. The the ghoulies are the most evil in this one. Yeah. Like, they're sinister little shits. Like, they want to kill people. Like, yeah. it's fun for them. Especially Cat Ghoulie. He's always, like, walking around with a switchblade and shit. Like, <laughs> Like, there's one part where he just picks up a straight razor, and I'm like, why was that there? Like, he just reaches over and grabs it. I think he was the only one who's who they had a hand that could open and close. Probably. So it was always his, like, reach out and grab it. Did you ever notice that Dog Ghoulie or, or Toad Ghoulie looks completely different? There's, like, two different puppets for him. Mm-hmm. One where he's on the ground. But he's so cute. And is The one where he's... The puppet they use when he's running around, which is which probably... great. It looks awesome. Like, when they're... Like, he, he runs around a bunch of people's feet around Aladdin's yeah. harem or whatever. Yeah. And Which, by the way, I noticed something on that, too. On the outside... A bunch of, of naked chicks. Well, on the outside of Aladdin's harem, there's a bunch of paintings of naked yeah. girls... In the beginning, you can see their boobs. Yeah. And then later in the movie, they're covered. That's weird. Yeah, they have like little stars and stuff on There's them. There's an R-rated cut of this, too. Have I've you ever seen that. the... Ex- I have the uh, German Blu-ray that has the extended stuff in there. There's like more gore, right? There's more gore. Like um, when William Butler gets killed mm-hmm. or when uh, the first girl gets killed. Dude, the, your tunes. Dude, your tunes. Which is very funny in that scene. Uh, William Butler and it has the Sasha something from uh, Days <laughs> and the Confuser, both two of the kids in there. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, but the gore, uh, when the clown gets... Uh, dunks in the pool oh fish yeah and he, the yeah. fish really bites his arm off kind of gory and, and that clown's got one of the best lines in there when they give it's like if we didn't give you the balls you wouldn't have any yeah. <laughs> see these are the kinds of movies I grew up as a kid thinking these are kids movies right yeah yeah so that's yeah. why I'm all warped I I have to address the audience when I met Dave <laughs> I thought he had like had the same face as everybody else where like he had a face in his life where he watched children's movies he didn't. Dave was watching R-rated like horror movies and thinking they were kids' movies. I was like, yeah, like Ghoulies and Hellraiser, real kids' movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hellraiser? <laughs> yeah, come to daddy. But, but <laughs> <laughs> all of the Ghoulies movies, except for maybe three, I think you can show a horror kid and they'll... And they'll like them, right? Ghoulies 1 and 2, I would show kids. Yeah. Ghoulies 4, I would just not put them through that. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just they'll be so bored. All right, but regardless, I'm a big fan of Ghoulies one, and and at the end, the Ghoulies get out. I mean, big fan of Ghoulies two. Ghoulies two, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And they, um, I don't know why they use the Roman numerals too for it. You mm-hmm. ever notice that? Mm-hmm. It's so silly, but uh, like it's like Rocky or something. Um, but they get out and they wreak havoc, which is one of the things that suckers me. in every time I watch a movie, I'm big into that. Like, yeah. uh, build up and then have a giant like. Uh, crazy end climax with lots of insane stuff. But there's so many good moments in that climax when uh, the large ghoulie, which I know you have a theory on why he's large, but yeah. he comes out and you see the dog ghoulie and the popcorn shaking. And, yeah. and the one scene which cracks me up because I, I realize this is where my sick tense of humor comes from. Like yeah. just this kind of stuff. Like when those two like older couple are in that spinning thing and they're like, and the, the guy's like trying to be an expert and like smart. He's like, yeah, did you see that? And he's clearly 80 yards. He's like, yeah. over that. And then they're like, what's that? And then they see fish ghoulie and he's pulling on the bolt. And he's like, 
Which, by the way, physically looks so realistic when he's pulling on the bolt. Because it's like his full body. It must just be a marionette or something. And he's like, yeah! like he's really <laughs> like, oh my god, but then it's too late, so they just look. And it, 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 it's just, and they fly and blow something up. They explode for some reason. Apparently those rides are full of TNT. I think it probably just flew into something that exploded. It I has just, to, but it's so, so brutal. Well, it lands, it, it lands in another ride. Like, it, like. Yeah, called um, the Rotor, Rotor, which is a really bad movie. By the way. I thought it was a, a He-Man character too. It might be, but I just know Rotor as in the like the, the Terminator ripoff. Of Robocop. I have the. I never seen it. But. It's like Robocop and Terminator. Does he have a mustache too? Don't it's, don't give your uh, Robocop it's a mustache. Garbage. It's so bad. Um, I wanted to point out uh, like a couple weird things in Ghoulies Two that I noticed because I've seen Ghoulies Two. A dozen, a million, I, I, probably times. thirty times. But this time watching, I was like really like paying attention yeah. to other stuff. Um, one of this, this isn't like a big observation, but the female lead in this is fucking terrible. She's and not great. She's really bad, and I don't understand why she got the job. And I want to know what that's all about. And, I, and she looks much older than she's supposed to be. I think I don't want to be a jerk because in HD, she's I'm like she looks so she, looks she like does and like hell. and they like do really really tight close ups yeah. on her, and I'm like don't don't do that. That's really I, I'm not trying to be a dick, but no, know. me neither. But it is weird because the because the lead guy is like he looks like a young guy. He looks like twenty. Um, he this is the other thing. He's weird to me because we were just talking about how. Like, Ned has set up and pay off. So does um, Sir Nigel, which is yeah. Phil Fondacaro's character. And even the bad guy. Even the, the guy yeah. who runs the place. He has a perfect setup and a perfect demise, and he seems like a realistic character. Yeah, but the main guy, Ned, Ned's nephew, they set up that Ned's been teaching him magic all summer. And you think, oh, he's going to use magic tricks to, like, save the day later. And he doesn't. He doesn't really do it. He makes a Molotov cocktail, which is not a magic trick. <laughs> a Molotov cocktail that works like a time bomb for some reason. That, that that whole thing. The ending's kind of sloppy. How they the main ghoulie comes, that big giant ghoulie. I mean, I love that big giant ghoulie. He's okay. But my my theory on the big giant ghoulie is, um, and I really wish I think there's a book out about the making of the ghoulies that you can buy from like what? I, I think so. I, I just heard about this recently. Uh, I think it's like at Lulu.com. Like it's a self published thing. Anyway, I'll find it. I want to read it to see if this is. Give me. <laughs> I wanted to see if this is real or not. My theory on the big ghoulie, because he looks exactly like fish ghoulie. Yeah. He looks like a giant fish ghoulie. I think they were going to build suits like that for all the ghoulies so that they could film them on oversized sets. That makes sense. To make them, like, run around. And then they didn't do that, and they only had fish ghoulies, so they're like, I will make a big ghoulie come out at the end so we don't waste that suit. That's probably what happened. Because the suit's great. Like, the mouth moves, the eyes blink, like, all that stuff. And, like, at first I was thinking, oh, did fish ghoulie just get giant and angry? But then you realize he's still because at the end they have a yeah, little the little stingers fish still alive. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they incorporate the toilet well too at the end of this one. Yeah, he act, someone actually gets bitten in the ass by a ghoulie in the Yeah, scene. that's great. I mean, he probably just didn't get his ass. Probably got like his whole taint and his balls yeah. and everything. He died. Yeah, he, he did. did. He, he did. did. He ain't coming back. <laughs> no, he ain't having any kids. He ain't in Ghoulie Street. He ain't in Ghoulie Street. But uh, you know, his, his character's got some funny moments too, and he's yeah. like, "You want me to shoot a kid? You're fired." <laughs> He's such a dick. <laughs> oh, I love that scene at the end too when when um uh the nephew, I don't remember the nephew's name, but once he realizes Me either. That, I remember uh his uncle. I Dad, remember everybody else. <laughs> Sir Nigel, uh what I Harding. Harden. Yeah, yeah, Harden is yeah. A, yeah. Um they don't call him Harden for nothing. Yeah. Um but at the end, when he realizes that, like, oh, there really are monsters here, he goes up and he rounds up all the other carnival people, and they're like, yeah. get your gun! And he's like, okay! And, like, it's this band of, like, this posse of, like, carnival people, one, one of which can blow fire, yeah. 
So he's like blowing fire at the ghoulies. They don't care. Yeah, because they're, they're indestructible, as we learned. Well, they're the demons. Beginning. Like fire's yeah. not gonna hurt. Them. But I just like that. I like the idea of like the carnival posse coming yeah. together to like beat it's up like the monsters. Crazy village people. Yeah, yeah. like the strong man and everything. Yeah. But I don't know. I love this movie. It's great. I, when I was watching it, I, I don't think I hold it in as quite a high regard as you. Nostalgia is a hell of a drug. But to me, it's like to me, it's like Gremlins two, Gremlins one, Critters and Critters two. I don't know which one I like more, and then Ghoulies two. Like it's in the top for me, definitely. I bet if you rewatch Critters two, I haven't seen it in a while, but I guarantee Ghoulies two is better than Critters two. I watched it recently, and I don't know. I I like Critters two. It's like, hard. I think maybe just I personally like the idea of. Critters like the, the like the aliens and the bounty hunters more than like just remaining demonic. I think it's that that makes that's my like least more. favorite part of the creature. Really, the, the, the sci-fi bounty. part. I, I actually I don't mind the sci-fi part. I just like if they came from space like Night of the Creeps and they launched down, I would be fine. But like it's just weird when they have the people come after them. Oh, I love the I love the bounty hunters and stuff like that. But I, I do like the critters movies, the first two at least. Yeah, yeah that's fine. But uh, I love Ghoulies too. Yeah, yeah Ghoulies too is great. It's it's I think it's the only <laughs> legitimately. Good one, honestly. <laughs> it's a great movie. But, uh, oh, I also love that the, the rat ghoulie, his nose actually moves. Like, oh, yeah, like wiggles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to say, oh, I forgot to mention, um, Parisian. That's what ghoulies means. It means, uh, what, little creature. Small monster in Parisian. Parisian. When you say Parisian, you mean French? Or Persian? Are Persian. Persian? Parisian. Oh, Why oh, am I saying Parisian? I Persian. Don't know. That's just so weird. Egypt, like, that's Egyptian style, right? I couldn't Persian. Tell, yeah. We're showing Guys, our ignorance here. I'm a moron. But you, uh, you, uh, He's not a moron. You already know that. You, you, this is the Ghoulies franchise video. You should be okay. This ain't a college course. <laughs> but we're going to college after this. Well, all right. I have some... Uh, well, I asked why people like Ghoulies too. Okay. Chris Rivers, too. Fun flick. Nathan Rumler. I love movies that take place at carnivals, and I used to watch it religiously as a kid, so that's why two is my favorite. But three is a very close second, but I... Love dumb sex comedies, too. There's just isn't much of a nostalgia factor as a driving force for me. Uh, Ian uh, Wilhelm uh, Cronenberg. That ain't your real name. Uh, <laughs> Ghoulies 2 for the bit where the guy gets his ding-a-ling bit off. Any film with ding-a-ling removal is a winner. Who gets their ding-a-ling bit off? Oh, does he oh yeah, the, the toilet. Harden, yeah. okay. Uh, Matthew Cantor, uh, also a cool guy. Ghoulies 2 for sure. It feels more like a horror flick where the others had many comedic elements to them. Uh, Louise Antonio uh, Ayala. I'm terrible with names. I uh, couldn't vote for some reason, but Ghoulies too. The carnival setting is great. Each individual, except the flying one, monster has personality without going too far, like they did in Ghoulies 3. And the music is awesome. Great score, along with my favorite rock themes and horror performed by Wasp. We forgot about Scream and Do You Laugh? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, James Fruit, whose moods, Ghoulies 2, simply because of the setting. It's the most entertaining of the four, also. Uh, Mika Codwell, Ghoulies 2, because Wasp rules. Scream until you like it, baby. <laughs> People love Ghoulies to the music. Uh, Ghoulies, uh, Jason Michael Willard, good guy. Ghoulies 2 was I know first. that guy. Uh, Ghoulies uh, 2 was the first Ghoulies movie I'd seen as a kid. I think the other ones are just goofy. And then it's I mean, all... Ghoulies 2 is pretty goofy, Jason. <laughs> I don't know, it's a serious movie. But uh, serious I think um, we're going to college now, guys. Get us some education. Yeah. Let's see some boobs. I want to see some ghoulies and some titties, and I want it now. <laughs> Dog ghoulie is my favorite. I've never been to a carnival. It's prank week at Glazier College. And the prank boys are out for blood. You won't get away with those foolish pranks this year. 
but what these party animals don't realize. I now command you to appear. Is they've got three new pledges from hell. Now, the ghoulies are about to learn what higher education is all about. Brewskies. I'll just take one. Babes. Uh-oh. So, what's your major? And partying hardy. They drink our brews. This is war. They may flunk out on manners, but they get an A in mayhem. Ghoulies three, ghoulies go to college. They put the animal back in the house. 1991, yeah. John Buechler got mm -hmm. to direct this thing. Mm -hmm. You did the special effects two times and you get the honored privilege to direct ghoulies three. Yeah. Ghoulies go to college. Mm-hmm. Ghoulies are bigger. Yeah, I, the, the, the ghoulies are larger. And there's only three of them. There's we, only, they're only three, but they're the best puppets. They have the most facial range, and their hands move. They, uh, they're the best puppets, but I mean, I think they did a lot of animatronics in the second one, which mm -hmm. are really good, and I miss that in the third one. Mm -hmm. This movie is Revenge of the Nerds, Three Stooges meets the Ghoulies. Yeah. So if you like that, you'll love it. If you don't, it's going to be hard for somebody that doesn't have like that kind of like that kind of comedy to get into it, right? Yeah, and I do because I have half a brain. It is a weird mashup, right? Like like college sex comedy plus tiny demons, but it's it's a lot less rapey than the other like That's college true. sex comedies. So it's like watching Revenge of the Nerds guilt free, with police in it. Because I love Revenge of the Nerds, but as I as I get older, I'm like. I'm not dumb though. It's, like, it's a movie. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Anybody that takes their sexual education or uh, from ghoulies, you know, should know better. Yeah, or from, I mean, any, from any movie that's yeah. 30 years old. Should know better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is less like it's less easy. It's still perverted. Oh, yeah. it, but most of the perverseness comes from the ghoulies being perverted, and yeah. they're the bad guys. And they're from like hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, this one also incorporates the toilet the most, mm -hmm. and incorporates this weird comic element, which is great because it was basically from an ancient text and translated into a comic. We have these two fraternities competing against each other in during prank week. Yeah, although they keep saying cranks. Do they? Yeah, they keep saying, like, I cranked him real good. I'm like, why is he saying crank? Like, what is um, that? And the, the dean, oh, the, the guy who punishes him and one of the main teachers is Professor Ragnar, played by classic actor Kevin McCarthy yeah. from stuff like Invasion of the Body Snatchers 56 and UHF. Mm -hmm. He's great in this movie, and we're continuing the legacy or the, the theme of old classic actor getting paid in a fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't think, I don't think Kevin McCarthy was a drunk, though. 
I don't. I don't no, even. I don't even think Jack Nance. I don't think any of them were really. Maybe Royal Dan. Uh, maybe Jack Nance. He wasn't he killed in the bar. Like he got beat in oh, a I bar, and then like he, I think he got assaulted in a bar, and he went home. And then he died later. Like he got like a, oh. a head injury, and then he like died in the hospital. That's terrible. Joe Spinell died like that too. Uh, Royal Dano died of lung disease. I think yeah. he was a smoker. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You're a Western actor back in the day. You probably smoked a lot. I yeah. just assume it. Yeah. Your skin's already leather. You might even do it. <laughs> but but uh, regardless, uh, the main guy has a love interest. And his girlfriend doesn't want him doing Yanks anymore. They're competing. The ghoulies get brought into the situation. Under the guy, uh, somehow the professor gets to control them. And that's the plot of the movie. Yeah. And he's going to use these ghoulies to destroy the fraternities because he hates them. And he hates fun. Yeah. Yeah, he's that guy. He's the, like, he's the, like, guy from Animal House. Yeah, yeah. Um, who was the dean in Animal House? John Vernon? Was John Vernon in the dean in Animal House? That sounds right. It sounds about right. He would be. He's also an outlaw, Josie Wynn. Yeah, that's weird. Those guys are everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but we were talking about how Royal Dano's in outlaw. I just watched Outlaw yeah. Josie Wynn. We Bells. talked. I think we mentioned he was in that. Royal Dano's in that, and then so was John Vernon. Yeah, there's tons of people in that movie. Though. Matt Clark, uh, the guy. There's so many good actors in that movie. Yeah. But uh, Ghoulies 3. Also a small uh, appearance by Matthew Lillard. Did you catch that? No, he's where's one, Matthew He's Lillard? one of the uh, fraternity guys. No, I didn't yeah. notice that. Uh, he had been really young. Then. Yeah, he has yeah. glasses. He's dorky. Well, the one, the um, the the Asian uh, fraternity guy is Jason Scott Lee, who went on to play Bruce Lee in Dragon, the Bruce really? Lee story. Yeah, that's insane. And, and he had he had his own like little career himself. Like, he's such a stereotype. Yeah, the Asian with the electronics. Yeah, who's dorky. Yeah. And then the fat guy is such a stereotype too. Like mm-hmm. all he does is eat. Mm-hmm. And he's just like for that he's time, just, like folding a pizza together. <laughs> and then they like cut right before he's like trying <laughs> yeah. to eat it. Like, don't make me eat this pizza. We'll cut before it. Is that the same party where a girl just comes out of the closet topless with a moose head? Just on? so they can mention a bunch of gags, like jokes with the moose head. Totally they, I don't or stag. They, they make like a stag. Stag. Joke. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But this is the first Ghoulies movie with a lot of nudity, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the only Ghoulies movie with nudity. There's some accidental nudity in Ghoulies One. Uh, the um, I don't remember the character's name. The the girlfriend character. She comes in with a nightgown, and this part is see-through, and it, like, shifts over. And you... I have Boobdar. I can see boobs from my Is that the new Masters of the Universe character? Yeah, Boobdar. Boobdar. But anyway, and so, like, you can, there's some... It's kind of like in uh, Deadly Spawn, where there's, like, see-through clothing nudity. Ah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. just see a nipple through her shirt. She was supposed to, like, babysit her kids, too, or her nephew, niece and nephew, walking around in that, too, in yeah. Deadly Spawn. You're like, it's lady. This is weird. That's a weird choice to have me, the naked movie. lady in the movie. But, uh, yeah. But there's a lot of nudity in Tons this one. And there's some bush, too, which is surprising. Yeah, a little bit in the like shower scene later yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this is the most cartoonish. This is a live-action cartoon. Yeah. And i got to give it up for Stephen Lee, who plays a security guard, who they may go around like collecting, wanting women's panties. I'll have them back to you Tuesday. <laughs> Friday, by the latest. Stephen Lee's a great actor. Yeah, they're worried, <laughs> worried about a panty raid. So the, the, the campus security guard tries to go and collect all the panties for safekeeping. But he wears ladies' panties because he's got sensitive skin. And he's obsessed with the little motor thing he drives around. What's he called? It's it? a golf cart. Yeah, I don't know what he calls he it. He has a name for it. It's like a girl's name. Yeah. It, it's, it's very funny. And Stephen Lee was in stuff like Dolls and Robocop 2 and mm-hmm. the Pendulum and Prehysteria. Great in everything he's in. Yeah, he, he, and he kind of got the short end of the stick, died kind of young, didn't get much recognition. So give it up for Stephen Lee. Why is it always having the fat, funny guys? He's not even that fat. He's kind of fat. He's kind of fat. He's not as fat as the fat guy in this. <laughs> But that guy's like one of those guys where like they actually put out can only, like looking for a fat actor. Yeah. And then yeah. like this guy shows up like right. Oh. You know, it's like it's one of those deals. You mentioned it was cartoonish and it like I think that's not on accident. Like no. they 
John Buchler or whoever the writer, whoever whoever it came from, they were literally doing Looney Tunes gags. Like there's a bomb at one point, it's a big black bomb with a wick and they do stuff where people spin around really fast. The tongue gags. All the deaths are cartoonish. Somebody yeah. gets flushed down the toilet. Uh, the only other movie I think of that happens Which is Pledge Night and Street Trash. Street Trash, yeah. Um, that death is kind of horrific. Getting flushed down the toilet? Yeah, because like, his leg is all bent it's up. And he's, they're like pushing him down. Um, and then there's the girl in the shower. I don't know if she dies from this, but they plunge her face and her face like she stretches dies. way out. Um that's the girl who is responsible for most of the nudity in the movie. And she's like, worked out uh, nymphomaniac. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. awesome. Yeah, she's actually hilarious. Yeah, so, she's like, great. They found a like good-looking, hilarious lady who like shows her boobs four billion times. I laughed a lot in this movie, to be honest. The uh, prank week, prank week, pancake! All the stupid <laughs> shit the ghoulies say oh, and puts me in tears. Cat Ghoulie is played by, the voice is Richard Kind. Do you know who Richard Kind? The is? name's familiar. Okay, um, he was on Spin City. Oh, he's the guy with like a big nose, kind of tall guy. Yeah, kind of hunchback. Yeah, yeah, dark hair. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who the voices of uh, like Rat or Fish Ghoulie are, cause, but but Cat Ghoulie is Richard Kind for sure. You always used to say that Ghoulie story it was a, a a goat Ghoulie. Yeah. Because for some reason in one and two he's straight up a rat, but in three he doesn't look like the rat anymore. No. And he's got his legs were always like goat legs. Yeah. But in part three he looks straight like a goat Ghoulie. He does. Look, well, here's the thing. It's just like I'm just giving up. Dave and I used to argue constantly because I would call him Goat Ghoulie because he has goat legs and horns, and to me he's never really looked like a rat. Like he looks like a rat-ish. Like he has rat-ish features. But in three, he especially does not look in like a rat. In one and two, they, I mean, they call him a rat, and then in three, they act. The subtitles actually say "rat ghoulie." Yeah, I know they call like, him "rat ghoulie," and what? they call him a rat in two. But um, and the other thing too, and I noticed this time in Ghoulies too, when you see them full body, Cat Ghoulie has goat legs too. So. Yeah, and they probably all have those goat legs, except for except for the amphibious ones. Mm-hmm. Those two, they, they either come as like they all look like kind of almost like household pet, like demonations of like. Could be household pets. Yeah. Like, not necessarily bad, but they're just simple animals bastardized from hell, is yeah. what they look like. Yeah. But, uh, Gooey Street jokes never stop. They do a lot of Three Stooges gags mm-hmm. with, the um, the, and slowly turned around. That's yeah. a Stooge gag. Yeah. Um, and all sorts of stuff like that. Always hitting each other, always bumping yeah, each other like, in the head. Yeah, they're like, and they use Stooges sound effects when their heads yep. bump together. And, uh, my favorite, my favorite thing in the entire movie, and it makes me laugh really, really hard no matter how many times I watch it, is, they go, the ghoulies go to find some beer, and they go down to the fridge, and there's a giant, like, tower yeah. of beer, and Cat Ghoulie goes, I'll just take one, and he grabs one from the bottom, and then it all falls down, but it's just him saying, I'll just take one, and then grabbing, like, the support <laughs> can at the bottom. <laughs> we use that for familiars. Yeah. You it, make the uh, devil uh, ghoulies, uh, the, well, I don't want to say ghoulie, I'll get sued. The right, devil yeah. familiar say yeah. it to that. It's because it's hilarious to me. It's great. There's so many good gags in here. And uh, uh, like I said, Kevin McCarthy's really great in this. And when he's uh, teaching the class and he's like, power corrupts, and he's doing that whole speech. He's such an asshole, too. Even He's an asshole to everybody, not just the kids. Yeah, he's, he's an unrepentant dick. Yeah, they made him the biggest piece of shit. And I am so... Kevin McCarthy, like, it didn't matter what movie he was in. He always gave one. Always the Same thing with Royal Dano, I'd say. For sure. But I am... So embarrassed for Kevin McCarthy in parts of this movie because, like, at the at the end, uh, spoilers when all the ghoulies they they like come they like come together like they like yeah. form together with it's some weird ancient thing that never plays in any of the other sequels. No, you see it in the comic book pages yeah. first, but they like combine with Kevin McCarthy and he turns into this monster thing and he has like a giant ghoulie face in his stomach. 
Ooh. Yeah. But I wish that they did more with his face. The makeup is terrible, and he's wearing that stupid prank king hat. The prank crowd's great. Oh, my God. But anyway, when you see him in that getup, and you're like, that's like a... That's like a real actor. That's a legitimate, legitimate good actor. actor. And they put him in that fucking costume. <laughs> this guy was an invasion of the body snatchers. Yeah, face. and now they got him with like goat ears and like a thing in his stomach and, and his he, big goofy gloves. I think though I love when actors get to chew the scenery like that. <laughs> if they do a good job. And it's yeah, not he, like a guy who shows up like, oh, right, let's get this over. And he does a great job. It, it's no. just unfortunate because I think it's the worst special effect in the movie. Like this part looks great, but like they need to put a mask or something on him. Like the face is just so goofy looking. Who's your, who's your favorite ghoulie in this one? Oh, man. Probably Cat Ghoulie. I think Cat Ghoulie makes me laugh the most. He's my favorite in the first one, too. Oh. Who's your favorite in the second? I think Rat Ghoulie's my favorite in the yeah, second. He's, he's spitting the... And when he dies, he gets smashed on the on the, the strongman thing, and, like, green glock comes out of him. I don't know who's my favorite in the third. It's between Cat and Rat. Who's your favorite in the first two? The first one's Ape. Okay. Just because he's so Just because he's there? He looks like a stuffed animal. He's like, ah! Part two is definitely Dog Ghoulie. Yeah. He's by far. He's my favorite of all the ghoulies. Yeah. Especially even his death when he's like... He looks the best. He he's looks the, he's best. the coolest looking. And then and he's great on the poster. Mm-hmm. And then part three, it's either Rat or Cat. I can't really choose. Probably Cat because he's the, he's like the fat one. He's always eating. Fish Ghoulie feels like the generic Ghoulie. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe yeah. just because they always put him on all the t-shirts and posters and stuff like that. But he feels like... I like him, but he's like the yeah. generic ghoulie. He's amazing looking at it, too. Because he's got the tail. And, and the fin. Yeah. yeah, he's great. And he's the shortest one. He's the smallest ghoulie. But I, don't know, I really like this one. If you like sex comedies, it's a must. Uh, yeah. there's, a, there's an appearance by Kane Hodder. That's right. Like a, In the beginning, he... has like a gym teacher. His ass falls into a, uh, a mop bucket, and then he rolls down a... Such an elaborate, stupid prank. That whole thing so is stupid. Dumb. I mean, this one, it has more character development in this one. It feels like, if you like the college setting, and I like it, it's a mismatch, it's stupid, but it's fun. It's it's nowhere near as good as two, um, but it's it's a fun movie. Like, I, I, but I told Dave, like, it gets worse every time I watch it. Like, every time I watch it, I like it a little less, so I gotta stop watching it. There's but some editing problems. It's got a lot of problems, but... It's fun and it's got cool monsters and shit. When's the Vestron, uh, Vestron Collector's Edition coming out? You know it's coming. Yeah. They we got, got the some, rights, right? We, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got some love for Ghoulies 3. Cody Lee Harden, 3 is the best. That's that. <laughs> Michael Honeycutt, 3. Hope Marie Carlton. Uh, she must be an actress. Probably the, the one. Yeah. And uh, Zachary, uh, I'm not going to butcher his last name, Puccinelli. Where? Probably Puccinelli. Puccinelli. They all suck. <laughs> I can't argue. Thanks, with that. Zachary. <laughs> no, but he, he's a, he's big in the Twenty Two Shots movies, and he's always just says shit like that. <laughs> but, uh, regardless, I guess we're going into Ghoulies Four. Tuts. I love that goat Ghoulie. <laughs> what a handsome fella! I can't afford to go to college. <sighs> yeah, um, roll roll the piece of shit trailer or whatever. Just. <laughs> Though Officer Graves has a disturbing past, he's glad to be back on the force. Attention, Haymar shoppers. Clean up on aisle four. Now his tormentors are back in person. And in leather. Command me. Bring me the jewel. You're not allowed to touch my jewels anymore, Kate. Do you want to 
frisk me? Give me all your money! Yes, the legend continues. Because they're back. It's Muggers, Zero, and Ghoulies 4. Have I got a treat for you. A satanic story with something for everyone. Like what? Drugs, weird sex, ritualistic stuff, black magic, devil worship. Plus, you'll see your favorite stars. Did anyone ever tell you you look a lot like Al Pacino? <laughs> Struggling with this ancient ungodly evil, what other horrors await? Maybe even some fun stuff with catheters. From cult director Jim Wynorski. Ghoulies 4 is destined to become a twisted classic of modern horror. You haven't seen the half of it. That throws a revealing light on the dark side. Jonathan lives in hell! Big revelation, this is L.A., who doesn't? Ghoulies 4, putting the sin back in sinister. Blah, 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 boop. Man, she's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. We gotta go help her. Yeah! Ghoulies 4. Yeah. Directed by Jim Wynorski. Yeah. What's your favorite ghoulie? Let's get out of here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't need, like, they're not even ghoulies in They're this just one. midgets. They got bigger again. They're, they're little people in costumes. Sometimes the faces move. Most of the time they don't, which was weird. Did you notice that? Sometimes the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, mouths yeah, move. Yeah. That Sometimes you can see Tony Cox's eye underneath. Yeah. They didn't even put makeup around their eyes sometimes. It's yeah. just like a Halloween mask. It's, it's bad. Okay. Jim Wynorski somehow, somebody always said this, like, they tied in this, for some reason, this one is most tied in with the original movie, but feels the less, like, a, at least like a Ghoulies movie. Yeah. Uh, the main guy the, from the original is back. Now he's a grizzled detective. Same actor. He looks completely different. I didn't think, I had to look. I was like, oh, that's supposed, to be the, that's supposed to be the same actor? And I was like, it is the same actor? Completely different I mean, he doesn't looking. look bad. He just doesn't look like the same guy. No, it's weird. I mean, he looks like he's been boxing for the last 10 it years. It looks like his whole facial structure changed. He looks like he's been working out a lot and just, like, fighting. Yeah. Be, but he, uh, it, it's actually a better performance in this one than the yeah, first one. Definitely. He's not a bad actor. Maybe he's better suited to pay, play a police yeah. officer or something. I mean, he's not a horrible actor. He's probably the best actor in the movie. What is the... Let's, so we got... What's the plot of this one? It's 1994. Okay, this one feels more like a bad Wishmaster kind of ripoff in the beginning with the art museum. Was that Wishmaster 2? Wishmaster 2, yeah. Okay, all right. We have this girl in leather. You know, it's a Jim Wynorski movie. Um, She steals this, uh, she wants this little gem so she can raise this weird uh, alternate reality version of the main guy who's a hell version of him. Named Faust. To bring him, but with the O, I think it's to bring him into this world. Um, He's supposed to be a devil-like character. Some ghoulies sneak in. Uh, the main character is a detective who has a dark side, and that's pretty much the plot of the movie. And basically, all of that stuff with her characters happening, and then the ghoulies are off having their own movie. Adventure, which I'd rather watch that movie. Which barely butts into the other yeah. one. They have almost nothing to do with each other. Uh, weird connection between this movie and Ghoulies too. They both have uh, ninja stars in them. Oh, yeah! And I don't know why either of them have ninja stars. And Ghoulies 4, the girl in leather, whose name I can't remember, she's an escaped mental patient who used to date the main character and does witchcraft. And, 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 and I'm going to say this right now. Wynorski, you're the king of boobs. Why is she in this if she ain't going to be naked? Not to be a joke. <laughs> she's dressed like that. I mean, this movie would have been way better with TNA. Because, I mean, it's not a good movie. I mean, it would have been more watchable if there was occasional boobs, for yeah. sure. And it's, it feels like a Skinamax movie. 
It does, except, yeah, except without the boobs. Is it PG-13 also? It's gotta be, but there's a lot of people getting shot. Yeah. In the beginning, like, four cops get shot, the squibs look good, everything looks good. That's weird. The best action scene uh, is in the beginning of the movie, yeah, where she, she kills all the cops. And, and, like, and then the, then it goes right into the thing where he kills the guy in the carryout, which is a good action that's scene. That's true. And that guy's played by Coyle, Cole S. McKay. Who's that? He's a big stuntman, but he plays an actor occasionally. You might recognize him from Hologram Man. He's the guy with the flamethrower. Okay. He's sure. also in... Um, he's not even credited in that movie. He's just credited as a The classic hologram, hologram man. man. But he actually is a main character in the movie, a bad guy. And he's also in um, Ice Cream Man. He's the original Ice Cream Man. Okay. That gets killed from of, uh, Clint Howard's character as a kid. Okay. So he's a stuntman. And... And he gets wasted. Right when I see, every time I see Cole S. McKay, I'm like, he's also invested in best three. He plays one of the neo-Nazis where he just constantly gets beat up the whole mm. movie. You know he's going to die. You know he's getting shot. You know he's getting thrown through windows. <laughs> yeah. And right when I seen him, I was like, hey, it's Cole S. McKay. That's, just, that's just like fucking um, uh, Kane Hodder, yeah, too. Like, he's you see Kane Hodder, you're like, oh, something's happening to that guy. It's funny, because he's in best of the best one and two, and he's in Ghoulies three. And then at Cole S. McKay, he's in best of the best three. And in Ghoulies four. Ghoulies four. I mean, that's... Oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, regardless... Uh, that's the best parts of the movie are the action sequences. Yeah. And then they stop. They, after the first, like, 20 minutes, there's no more, really. The ending gets embarrassing. There's a, um, there's a car chase that's mostly footage from other movies. I, I was wondering, because they said they couldn't afford ghoulies in this movie, because they couldn't afford the puppets, so that's why they're just midgets. Yeah. And uh, I would use a different term, because I don't know if midgets is P- on PC, but there's a difference between dwarves and midgets. So I, I don't want to, you know what I mean? There I don't is, know how actually is. Like I'm, uh, I say little people because that's the the last version I heard was okay. But, but in five years that won't be okay. But dwarfs are small everywhere, including limbs, and mm-hmm. midgets are only have uh, short torsos, uh, short legs and arms, and their torsos are normal. Mm. So it's completely different. Just to say little people, it could be. I don't know. I can't keep up in your PC world. <laughs> I'm an old man trying to keep up in the PC world. <laughs> He's like thirty. I'm thirty two. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't, I can't even, I don't, like, that's basically the entire plot and then stretched to 90 minutes or 80 minutes. I don't know. It's bad. Actually, no, it's like 75 minutes because the credits credits scroll really, really slow. The music's good. I don't even remember. The music opening's pretty good. And I forgot to mention Ghoulies 3 has a very memorable corny score that sounds like it's Mm. from Scary Stupid. It sounds like that. Yeah, it's like, like, uh... Dime store, Danny Elfman. Music. And there's like definitely like little flutes, like yeah. shit like that. Yeah. But uh, all the scores are decent. Mm-hmm. That's one thing the Ghoulies series has for it. But uh, this one's not good. There's a couple funny gags. Ghoulies it has the one gag where the Ghoulies save a prostitute from a mad, crazy person, and they're like, and then they imply that the prostitute's going to have sex with the Ghoulies, and they're like, ooh, <laughs> I don't hate the if they weren't Ghoulies and it was just two little creatures running around. And they weren't called ghoulies? I'd be fine with it. But I wish those guys were in the movie and then there were also ghoulies. I agree. Like, those were the uh, midgets in the first one turned yeah. into that. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be a better movie. But uh, the lead guy tries his best. He's not horrible. He's fine. It's not the greatest script in the world. No. And, and most of the, I, and I'm sure Jim Wynorski didn't have much to work with. Either. That's the thing. Uh, you know, I'm certain... Here's the thing about Jim Wynorski. He would always take, like pennies and turn it into thousands of dollars yeah so whatever they gave him to make this movie i'm sure he did really really well with i'm sure he did yeah yeah, yeah i'm sure he went above and beyond with the movie but it, it just wasn't enough it's not, like, it's, it's not a good movie and it shouldn't be a ghoulies movie no no and this killed the ghoulies franchise yeah like it, like certain franchises you know when they're just dead well it's, it. here's the thing like it's the it doesn't have any of the hallmarks of a ghoulies movie no there's no toilet gag no. Um, and there's, in like, the cover of it, 
you immediately know that it's guys in costumes playing the monsters because yep. they're right on the cover. And, and you look at that and you say, you, it says Ghoulies, and you see that, and you're like, this ain't a Ghoulies movie. And it has a satanic element more so than anything. And yeah. it feels just like a bad later-day full moon movie, like a like a, a bad sequel to Demonic Toys more it, than it does even a Ghoulies movie. It's probably like an okay sequel to the first one, yeah. but like that was... We're past that. Like, we've had Ghoulies 2 and 3. We're over we, that We've been shit. in a carnival. We've been to college. We're educated now. Yeah. We understand that we need a little bit more sophisticated Ghoulies action. Um, ghoulies in this were, they were good guys, pretty much. Uh, they don't ever yeah. kill anybody, I don't think, do they? They just want to get back to hell, but at the end, they get the gemstone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. It's nonsense at the end. There's no real effects at the end. Like, they ran it's, out of money after It's the... really, like you said, it's embarrassing because when um, the main, the, the, the antagonist lady, I don't know, lady in black leather, I don't remember her name. Um, when she gets like sucked into the vortex, it's just her running backwards. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's embarrassing. Bad movie. It's really bad. Wynoski can shoot action, but with the special effects in here, he can't do nothing. No. He can't do nothing. It's bad. I if, if he ever got his hands on like a decent sized budget, he'd probably make something really cool. But. Yeah. But I, I'm done with Ghoulies 4 if you're done. Yeah, I don't, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to find anything to say about it. Um, Dude, I literally hit everything that I imagined. I was like, what is this rated? Why is there no tits? Who is this for? <laughs> oh, one thing. I'm looking at my sheet. I gave up. Ghoulies 4 drove me to look at my sheet. I try not to do that. But uh, what is up with those sewer guys? The guys fixing the sewer? And they're the Honeymooners characters. Is that what's going on yeah, there? Because one guy's like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was like, what is going on they're, here? They're, they're Ralph Cramden and I can't remember the other guy's name, but... Yeah, they're just the, they're just Jackie Gleason and the other guy from Honeymooners. It was really weird. So he wanted to just kill them? I don't know. I don't. I mean, it wasn't really them. It was people yeah, acting like them. But like, I, I, I have no for, idea. For a second, I thought the one guy was just uh, the guy from Giver, Peter, and I was like, oh. And then I, I got close. I was like, Danny. Yeah. He's on it. But did you notice the name of the insane asylum? No. It's called Hogstetter. Hogstetter. That's the name of the killer from. Um, uh, uh, Slumber Party Massacre, or no, Sorority House Massacre 2. I never saw that because I do not like Sorority House Massacre. I've been, recently I've been hearing a lot of love for Sorority House Massacre 1 again, and I'm like, dude, I couldn't listen. Well, it's so bad. 1 is garbage. 2 is a fun Jim Wynorski titty and, slasher movie. And 3 is hard to die. 3 is hard to die, and it's again a, a Wynorski titty slasher movie. But Hogstetter was the name of the killer in, in the Wynorski ones. Is 2 worth watching? Yeah. I have it. I it's totally it. fun. It's really fun. And I have Hard to Die. But I think they're getting a Blu-ray release double feature from Scream. Oh, I'd buy that. Yeah, Those uh, are both fun movies. Those I'll are probably get that. Big influences for Slaughterhouse Slumber Party. Coming soon! <laughs> but anyway... Uh, no, those are fun, but I just when I saw Hogsetter, I was like, that must be some weird Wynorski thing that he's obsessed with, that name. Absolutely no love for Ghoulies 4. Nobody liked it? Nope, not no. one vote. And uh, I, people, I, I took the poll, and they voted. A lot of people voted. But then a lot of people wouldn't vote, but they'd comment underneath. So I was like... Not gonna tally all these so I tallied them all, and astonishingly, number one spot. Not astonishingly, but it destroyed them. Ghoulies 2, 16 yeah. votes. Yeah. And then this was a close one. What do you think's next? I'm gonna say Ghoulies 1, because I bet a lot of people haven't seen 3. Number 3 won with 6 votes. Really? Ghoulies 5, mm-hmm. I bet Ghoulies 1, 5 votes. Okay. And Ghoulies 4, big fat 0. None. No votes. It's not good. It's not good. It's 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 not even like fun bad. It's like it's not, not fun bad. It's not worth like talking not, about. If it wasn't a Ghoulies movie and I caught it on TV, I'd be like, "You want you want to rank them?" Yeah, that's easy. Two, three, one, four. Yeah, two, three, one, four. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I would give 
Uh, I shouldn't say what I'd give nine. I bet uh, two, but it's a nine. Yeah. I give it nine out of ten. I love it. Yeah, I, it's all nostalgia though. Half it's nostalgia. And I love little creature movies. All the movies I've made have been directly inspired by Ghoulies. Yeah, so well, this is great. It's phenomenal. Uh, if I do the mill scale, the mill scale. Yeah, there's the, th- there's three stars, kids. Let me let me let me let me explain this to you. Three means I really liked it and I'd watch it again. Two means it was okay. One means it sucks. That's that's my entire scale. All right. Ghoulies two is a three. Ghoulies three is still a three. Okay, I'm giving Ghoulies three an eight out of ten. Okay. And then one and four are ones. Ones? Oh, yeah, ones for you. Yeah. I'd give Ghoulies one a four and a half. That's pretty Just generous. below average. It's pretty generous. Because I've seen lots of shit. Yeah. And I'd give Ghoulies four uh, probably like a three and a half, four. That's generous, too. Three and a half out of ten. I'm talking about I know. I still think it's generous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not good. <laughs> three and a half, four is bad, though. Five to me is average. When people give ratings and they're like, seven, didn't care for it. I'm like, seven is a great movie. Yeah. Like... <laughs> like I'm like I like seven. I know it had Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. I'm like what? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just funny. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't ever give out tens. Like yeah. I rarely give out tens. But uh, that's that's my rankings. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We had lots of fun doing it. I'm speaking for you, Dustin. I didn't have a lot of fun doing it. I <laughs> <laughs> I really like Ghoulies too. I'll watch that any day of the week. Uh, the three is is still good in my book. I got to stop watching it. Two and one are fucking slogs. It is hard. Or I mean, one and four are fucking slogs. Ask me what I'm doing. Hey, Dave, what are you doing there, buddy? Summon up a better guest. Oh. <laughs> hey, you ain't going nowhere. We ain't got special effects. Oh, okay, I thought it was going to poof. No, no, no. Okay. Now let's cut to uh, the familiars to get how they felt about Ghoulies Four, and then we're out of here. I don't like any of these Ghoulies. I didn't really watch this one. Wait, Ghoulies 2. You gotta do a zoom. You gotta do a zoom when we... They like just... I love that. Turn. Right, 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 right. Zoom. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> What's up, guys? It is week 89. As you notice, I'm on a different side. I thought this looked better, a little bit brighter, a little bit more movies in the background. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed that Ghoulies franchise uh, video that started this out. If all went well, it was there. If not, it will be next week, and we had some sort of catastrophic emergency. Um, but regardless, I just wanted to start this out and say next week, on this February, I'll give double prizes out. I'll do a, a couple prizes for the Patreon people. Uh, excuse King. I'm keeping it running. That gag's going on forever. Uh, because, you know, with the moving and everything, I couldn't get, uh, I couldn't really get uh, operated and pick out stuff and to give out. But double will be double to make up for January uh, for the Patreon prizes. But also, I wanted to make a correction, of course, because I always make mistakes. I said Out of the Blue was an Australian film. It is a New Zealand film. I confused the uh, a Kiwi for an Aussie. Sorry, you can kill me if you'd like. Uh, I have nothing to live for anymore. But uh, let's hop into this. Uh, it's kind of a short week because with the Ghoulies franchise in there, it was four movies. Um, it, it kind of made for a, um, a hectic week to get try to get uh, uh, some some movies to view. But uh, the first one is from uh, where's it? It is from Wild Eye, and I like that they're doing Blu-rays now. And sometimes they kind of up their game on some stuff. And it is She Bore. Uh, yeah, or Sheboard Massacre, which is what I'm seeing it called uh, overseas. I now I believe this one is in 
Australian film. Hopefully I'm right on that. But Australian, these guys did a couple other movies that uh, I, I think I actually have, but I haven't got a chance to watch it. Biker movies and whatnot. And when I saw Sheborg, I thought the title I was like, what is this? Like a Manborg ripoff? What's going on with this? Saw the trailer. It didn't really catch my interest. And a lot of people were enjoying it and checking it out, uh, recommending it, uh, or at least sharing the trailer around. And I was like, man, may maybe it's pretty good. So, uh, I ended up giving it a shot, and what can I say is Sheborg was a lot better than expected. Uh, it's a sci-fi splatter movie with uh, tough chicks fighting. The acting's a little over the top. Everybody's kind of a crazy over-the-top character. What we have here is this, uh, it feels like a Critters-style setup where we have uh, this alien cyborg uh, anarchist crash landing on earth and you know there's other people that they send her down to earth or where they're going to eliminate her and she gets sent to earth instead kind of remember like night of the creeps opening or critters or something like that something from space gets on earth and it's not supposed to be there uh what happens is this sheborg is kind of uh corrupting people on earth and turning them to cyborgs as well kind of controlling them it's up to these two kind of chaotic kind of anarchist girls well one so more anarchist girl to stop them uh her dad is the mayor so it's that kind of a i have everything yet i lash out against you know everything at the same time and these two no karate they're badass they fight and like last week how i said molly didn't have like the best choreographed stuff uh, or was that a couple weeks ago i felt like this one actually did have better choreographed fighting i thought that the editing worked better with it they knew how to use it and the people probably knew how to fight a little bit better the actresses and i thought it worked well i thought the fights were pretty cool and it, it surprisingly it, it has cgi sometimes it's all right sometimes it's bad when they get into spaceships it's like yeah but um some of the gore is really good. It's splattery. It's gooey. I like slime. I laugh at slime. Sometimes they'll use heavy metal music in the soundtrack. Not a big fan when it's unwarranted. Um, that stuff, I feel, is just unneeded. It's like... Blah, blah, blah. But other times, uh, the music, I believe, was okay. Uh, there's some fun characters. There's some fun gags. There's tons of uh, the fight scenes and funny things going on it's just a little too over the top but by the end they kind of bring it back and people start getting killed you don't expect really to get killed and i liked it, it it's very fun it has gore it has some funny moments it has ridiculousness um it, it flirts that line with just being almost too stupid for its own good but manages to bring in the fun and the gore and the fights and make up for it and it works it's pretty fun sheborg uh I, there's a making of on the disc as well and it looks pretty good and i remember the sound design was pretty good it had my speakers going and whatnot so i, I would check it out it's fun if you like these kind of weird goofy science fiction splatter films uh then it's worth your time Prisoner designation 009, Fool Z Alpha. Your kind are pestilent, spreading death and destruction across the stars. And I find you guilty. Chaos provides. This is a classic close encounter of the seventh kind. That was close. There's an extraterrestrial cyborg, and it's casting mind-controlling thrall over everyone. Are you off your meds? We need to bust ourselves out of here and save the world. Come on, Smackhead!
Okay, guys, the next one is from VCI Films, and this is Kiss of the Tarantula. You know, I had never seen this one. I had heard about it a little bit, and uh, I wish it, I would have checked this one out a couple weeks ago for the Killer Animals uh, week, but didn't get a chance. Uh, when I was watching this right off the bat, I believe this movie's 76, I was like, man, this is just Willard with spiders. And the commentary would suggest that as well by uh, David Dakota and David Dale Vall. Great commentary, by the way. These guys are pretty good. Not involved with the movie, but they know a lot about horror movies and they talk about it. Uh, again, my hair's driving me nuts. But uh, regardless, the commentary's great. Now let's get into the movie. We have this kind of recluse, uh, no pun intended right there, brown recluse, ha ha ha. We have this reclusive kind of girl and she loves spiders, similar to Spider Baby or The Maddest Story Ever Told. And she loves spiders. Her mom... It, this movie has a weird story structure. It starts with a girl in a graveyard, a, a grown woman, not grown woman, but older girl looking at a tombstone, I believe, and it has a flashback and it tells the whole story that way. It starts off very young. Her mother is horrible. Her father is a mortician. They live in the mortuary. It's attached to their house. She loves spiders. Her mom hates them. Her mom has some ploy to uh, take out her father and she does something to stop it. And that kind of sets it up. As she gets older, we realize she's still very strange and very weird it has like a southern gothic feel to it and i was watching this i was like man this is definitely shot in the south what what state what state and i guess georgia and then in the commentary i was like it was georgia yes because it just has that look it has this big this big kind of beautiful but uh creepy and little decrepit uh mansion and it definitely feels like that kind of southern uh charm in there there's a strange incestuous uh, tone in this movie. Uh, the mortuary, um, the, the father's brother is a is the police uh, chief, and he's a pervert, and he's always after his daughter because he was having an affair with her mother. So we have this little sleazy aspect, and I did notice it looked like he had a little bit of like a herpy on his lip, and at one point he's kind of forcing the girl to kiss him. I'm like, no, 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 don't kiss that guy, don't kiss that guy. But uh, yeah. Um, there's the probably the funniest death scene in a long time that's just completely inappropriate. Um, they're, they're tarantulas that she uses to kill the people um, because these bullies, you know, they break in her house, they're going to steal a casket, and something happens. I don't want to spoil too much, but probably already spoiled a little bit too much. But regardless, she uses the tarantulas to get revenge. And, and, and most of you guys know that tarantulas really aren't, like, super venomous. I mean, I think all... Um, large uh, arachnids carry or any arachnid will carry a, a venom but it, it's not potent enough to kill you i don't think with just a, one or a couple bites so people tend to die of fear or or, or pain. i don't know but th this is what happens is the people just kind of freak out and their own their their own uh, you know ends and and there's this drive-through scene which is absolutely ridiculous and it's just like all you could do is this you're like what is going on here how is this possible but it, it's a really funny scene and i i kind of enjoy it it's strange that this movie probably is tame enough to be a PG, but it has that sleazy like stuff with the uncle, and you're just like, ugh, man. And I like the twist and the ending. Well, not necessarily the twist, the resolve of some characters I really enjoyed. It's not a perfect movie. It is, it's kind of dull in a lot of places. It's not shot incompetently. It's made well. The commentary is very funny. And I do think it comes somewhere in the average range, but I, I do like the concept. It is regional filmmaking. It is cheap. But it is a drive-through movie, and uh, it wouldn't have no shame being on a double bill with something else. Uh, Kiss of the Tarantula. It looks pretty good, actually. Uh, it does look a little faded, but I can only imagine this movie kind of looked like that anyways, and I think it's probably perfect if you're looking for a drive-in thing. To all the world, this is the face of a child of innocence and beauty. But behind this sweet mask of purity, there dwells a tormented mind 
filled with the most horrifying imagination. A mind bent and twisted, seething and crying out for revenge as she sends her playmates, the deadly tarantula, out to execute her insane desires for death. this child send her own mother to a terrifying end. frightening creatures carry out her demented demands? And who is responsible for her bizarre fascination with the coffins of the dead? No one can escape from these horrors beyond imagination. No one can escape from the kiss of the tarantula. Okay, guys, the next one is a Patreon pick for my buddy Keith Voigt Jr., and he picked Assassination Nation. And I wanted to check this out anyway, so I was happy when he picked it. Uh, I had heard some stuff about this from the on the 22 Shots of Moods and Horror podcast. I knew Jeremy really liked it. And uh, his what, the way he was talking about it, I was like, that sounds like it's something that would interest me. Because they were saying it's like, uh, what, Tragedy Girls, which I didn't get a chance to see, meets The Purge is what I'm hearing. Which I don't care for The Purge setup. I mean, I like the concept of The Purge, but I couldn't get into the second one, so I never watched it. But Assassination Nation, uh, it, it's very... It's very um, it's one of the most stylized movies I've seen. It's a loud movie. It has a great sound uh, mix on here. I'm telling you, the, the music and the cutting. They have some De Palma cutting in here. It's a weird, strange movie. But the plot of this movie is, essentially, we have this clique of girls in high school. So the main characters are high school girls. And that can be a really um, a hard issue for an adult to watch. as They're so far away from high school that you're like, I really don't care what high school kids have to do. But this one's smart enough to have a satirical side to it and, and point out a lot of stuff and have adult characters in there and and some messages in there that are um you know broad enough for adults to understand and they're they're deep enough and, and conceptually i like that stuff and it works so uh, assassination nation has um that's a that's kind of a tongue twister there but uh it, it essentially what happens is when the internet age it's so crazy like that this uh the mayor gets leaked he's this kind of family first kind of guy on a family platform anti-gay anti-stuff like that and what happens is he his uh information online gets leaked and it finds out that he's like a i guess you'd say transsexual is what they're calling him in a tranny mayor he is a homosexual and he has a family and everything and he's going out and uh having sex with male escorts and whatnot and dressing up so the town goes crazy and other people start to get 
leaked uh, the principal. And this is when this uh, theme comes in of how people are so uh, mob mentality, how they're brainwashed, how they just follow the herd, what everybody says they go with. And the idea that this guy is a pedophile because he has this and they take things out of context and they make other people look worse than they actually are by doing these contextual things. And it's just all about this mob mentality and how dumb people are and how uh, subjective they cannot be. They cannot be subjective case to case. So it's really interesting in that aspect. There is a moment in here where I do feel it jumps the shark where uh, one of the main characters is involved in an affair with an adult and uh, she gets leaked who she is and the whole town starts getting leaked and everybody goes below. And, they, and then they just assume to kill her. And you're just like, and she points it out as a character, which is kind of like taking away a little bit of the ridiculousness. Like, I can't believe people do this. But I do think there is a, a switch in here where it's going gradually, people are going crazy. I'm like, this is working very well. And then at one point, it just goes completely ballistic. And it's like, they had to do that jump somewhere, but I don't think that they did enough to get there to have that jump make much sense. Because I think it's just too big of a jump there where it's like, ah, man, I, I just don't know people go that crazy. But they end up going crazy the whole town. Um, wants to find out who's responsible for these things and people start getting killed and everybody goes ballistic. There's lots of characters in here that are really funny and annoying at the same time. Uh, the football team goes around, they're, they're using their logo slam or something like that in their jackets and they're just uh, killing a bunch of people. Uh, the cop is hilarious in this movie. He has such a sweaty, nasty mess. He's kind of a stereotypical crooked cop or a bad cop, but he's just sweaty and he's a mess. The four girls in here I really liked. I thought they were great characters. I actually enjoyed them and uh, uh, a couple of them were interesting and entertaining, and they weren't like your typical, I'm a Barbie kind of character, I look like a Barbie. They all had their own unique look, and they were, you know, uh, unique looking and, and, and different, and I appreciated that. They just weren't all carbon cutout characters, and I like that. Uh, it's violent. There's lots of action. There's lots of shooting. There's lots of people getting their heads blown off and a lot of practical stuff in there. And, and it's intense when characters try to invade this house, all that stuff works really well. The suspense is great. I love how it's shot. I know it's not as hard to do these things with, uh, you know, back in the day before Steadicam, but it's still impressive to do these oneers or whatever. They look like oneers to the audience. It's a oneer, but it might be cut somewhere, but I can't find them on first initial viewing and I wasn't looking for him. I was just enjoying the movie. So it's going through the house and outside kind of reminds me of like something like Tenenbrough or something like that. And it's going out the house and, and looking around and going through the glass and everything. And you're watching the characters move around through this big, beautiful house and whatnot on the outside. I like it, you know, voyeuristic at times in that way, I guess you'll say, but I really kind of enjoyed how they did that. I thought they did it well. Uh, like I said, the action works well. I think that there's a couple things I would have liked to change. But besides that, it even has a Legend of Billie Jean thing going on at the end when they kind of like have this girl power thing going on. But it's not necessarily just a girl power thing. It's kind of an alternate power thing. Regardless, I like how they did it. I thought they did well with it. And I was kind of impressed with it. The action's intense. There's some violent moments in here. The gore works. I mean, not gore necessarily, but uh, the brutality, I guess, works. The violence works. But Assassination Nation, I think it kind of got skipped on. I really kind of dug it. And I like the little cuts they do when they have all the different things going on at one point. But cool stuff. My name is Lily Coulson, and I'm 18 years old. These are my three best friends. Em, Bex, and Sarah. And this is the story of how my town, Salem, lost its mind. But let's start at the beginning. Dude, the principal got hacked. I'll give him like five days before he commits suicide. 
sorry, I just don't have any sympathy for people that get hacked. For real? There's two types of people in this world. People that have come to terms with privacy is just dead. Then there's the old people that are still trying to fight it. What do you have to hide anyway, Lil? A million nudes, super gross porn history, and like super pervy texts about almost everyone at this school. Me too. Me three. <laughs> I think it was some like socially conscious vigilante hacker guy. I live for this type of scandal, to be honest. Looks like half of Salem just got hacked. <laughs> There's nothing anybody can do to get these videos down. Unfortunately, sir, it's uh, very difficult to stop the internet. When 17,000 people's texts and emails get leaked, people get really weird. Run and leave! Who sees a naked photo of a girl and their first thought is, yo, I gotta kill this girl. Where do you think you're going, Lily? Way more people than you'd think. your world you built this don't take your hate out on me i just got here you may kill me but she can't kill us all Okay, guys, the next Patreon pick was for my friend Brandon Salkill, and I do not have a copy of it. It is Real Steel. Yes, Brandon is kind of a strange... He's a little younger than me, so he has, like... And we've always been good friends. Like, we, we did that podcast together, and uh, Brandon would always bring up movies that I always thought looked like crap, like pure crap. But then I'd watch them, and I'm like, oh, that's way better. And my prejudice against those movies from that time frame always got in my way. Like, Brandon could see, like, that almost, like a little bit different than me and, and give movies a chance that I wouldn't. And uh, this is one too. Real Steel, I was like, when I saw that in 2011, I saw the trailer, I was like, rock'em, sock'em, robots, you know, like a big budget. Come on, that looks like crap. I ain't watching that. So when he picked that, I was like, okay, maybe it's good. Um, and I really, everybody kind of just made fun of it before it came out. And I, then when it came out, I didn't hear anybody complain or say it was bad. Uh, this is basically a Rocky story with robots. It stars Hugh Jackman and... Uh, He's a downbeat boxer. In the future, everybody, it, it basically, everybody's gotten so violent, they no longer can be satisfied by mixed martial arts or boxing. They have these robots that they train, and the robots beat each other and rip each other to pieces. They all have their own style. They have their own, you know, system and everything. And it's kind of, it, it's very unique. Uh, Charlie, who plays Hugh Jackman, is a deadbeat dad who is down on his luck. He's going through bots. He doesn't have any money. He's not a particularly likable person. He fails at every chance he gets. He uh, somehow gets a circumstance to get his kid for a little bit which he doesn't really want but he's getting kind of paid off to do it it's elaborate involving an adoption yada 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 it's not necessarily too important i mean it is but it, you guys don't need to hear about it just know that the father and son are together and the son has this interest in the the robots and boxing and they have a you know a term a, a very shaky relationship at first for obvious reasons because hugh jackman's an asshole uh this is one of these movies about a man redeeming himself uh, a underdog story, a sports movie. And you know what? I'm going to say this now. Maybe I'm getting old. Maybe I'm getting sentimental because 10 years ago, I'd have been like, crap. But while I was watching this, I was like, 
I was getting all emotional. I was getting into it. The fights were fun. The robots had their own unique design. There's different places they go, and he has to kind of build himself up. Uh, and it's definitely rocky. He like gets into this spotlight, and he ends up getting into this big fight and everything. And it's a relationship between a father and a son, and uh, these two, uh, Charlie and his his girlfriend that interest in. And she, and at one point, they all look at him. I don't want to spoil too much at the ending, and they can see this is where he belongs, and this is what's inside of him. And there is this moment where you know seeing someone at their best for maybe the last time is a, is an emotional kind of thing and it, it gets to you and and the way they shoot it it's a disney movie it's produced by spielberg so he has a direct correlation to get into you like that kind of way you know he just understands how to kind of get in and mess with your heartstrings to a certain extent on a big budget level and stuff that you normally would be like, I'm not watching that, yada, 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 but it really works. Uh, Kevin Durant's in it and he plays a sleazeball. Kevin Durant's one of these guys that I, every time I see him pop up, he always does a tremendous job. He doesn't really get the recognition he deserves. I've only seen him pop up in a couple things. I know I've seen him in a bunch, but two stick to mind. The the monster movie, movie he was in, which was very good until the ending with bad CGI ruined it, and I, that usually doesn't happen, but it really did, and he plays this kind of a southern guy and he's just a guy he's kind of a villain in it and he is tremendous he has these big teeth and he's like this he's a little over the top but he's completely perfect at the same time Anthony Mackey I think is in it I think that's how you say he plays Falcon he's good in it as well but Hugh Jackman turns in a great performance his son turns in a great performance and uh Almost everybody's solid in it, but it's just an entertaining sports kind of movie. Uh, the betting on the street reminds me of like Running Man back in the day when I used to watch that so many times. But I, I would really recommend checking this one out. It has some great moments. And you know what it has that a lot of movies don't have that gets to me? A good score. Nowadays, modern movies, these, I guess you say ambulance movies that have that, like, a ten, like, I would say similar to it. Like, they have that, you know, kind of adult, kind of kid thing because an adult could watch this it's a family movie but it's a legit family movie adults will not be bored during it they'll they'll like it um it has this uh, a great score, which is what really is missing out of a lot of movies nowadays. I watch so many movies that have like you know a lot going for them, but if it's not a horror movie and it doesn't have like like that John Carpenter esque ripoff score, it doesn't stick with you anymore. They don't have like when the guys like Hans Zimmer aren't making the great scores they used to. Their scores would just feel carbon copy all the time and over and over again. But this one has a, a very memorable score and a way to work. After I watched it, I was humming it. It was in my head and. This movie, just give it, give it, get past the first 30 minutes. I mean, the first 30 minutes are solid, but after that, you get hooked. You're into the story, and you want to see what happens. I, I really was happy with it. I really liked it, and I was really surprised. Like I said, am, am I getting soft in my old age? Did I take one too many head injuries? I don't know. I'm not saying, I'm just not trying to be judgmental of the movie, but originally, like 10 years ago, I'd be like, get out of here, real steel. Now I'm like, I'm in. Because, I mean, I like the old stuff, but it's like I know it's nostalgia. Like Little Monsters and Garbage Pail Kids. Like, I know they're not great movies. I know Garbage Pail Kids is terrible, but it's all nostalgia. And I don't have nostalgia for the new movies or that time frame of movies. So when I put this in, I was expecting, you know, it's going to be sappy. It's going to be kind of embarrassing. And I got hooked, and I really liked it. It's a real steal. I, you can, I rented it on Amazon uh, Prime. Buddy, I got your money. It's right here. I'm good. But Charlie, you're uh, losing your belt. Wait, Charlie, hey. I can't hear what you're saying. What was he like? As a boxer? Charlie was the top contender number two in the world. Then the fight game changed. Call 
coming with you. No, you're not. I'm either coming with you or you're fishing for your keys in the sewer. Oh my god, that was close. Stop. Whoa! Stubborn kid. This ain't a video game. This is for real. <laughs> Let's make some money! need a little loan. As much as I like you, dude, you're a bad, bad brother. Give it up, Charlie. You got nothing left. What are we looking for? Anything I could use to put a fighting robot together. I think there's a whole robot in there. Never seen anything like it before. Can we get him a fight? He's a sparring bot. Built to take a lot of hits, but never dishing out any real punishment. His name is Adam. Get him a fight. You know you're bringing him home in pieces, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's smaller and weaker. He's gonna get his ass kicked. I need you to teach him to box. Are you kidding me? You know this fight game inside and out. He needs your moves, your commands. Uh, I can't, I can't. Yes, you can. And I know I've done all kinds of wrong by this kid. I just like to do one thing right. Great fight, fellas. Remember this name, Adam. Adam! This bot is one to watch. I'm trying to see a better side to you here, Charlie. It's not easy. Okay, guys, it's time for the VHS Voyage, and this is from, what is it, Transworld Entertainment, and this is Video Murders. <laughs> you know what's funny is um, me and Sean Donahue were talking at Cinema Wasteland, and uh, we were talking about movies where, like, the monster comes out of the video or the TV, and we were like, there's Video Dead, there's Terror Vision. He's like, there's another one, there's another one, and I was like, I don't know, and he was talking about it, and he couldn't remember, so he texted one of his friends, and they sent it back, they're like, Video Murders, and I was like, oh, I think I've seen that case, and then I was looking through my VHSs um, to watch for a VHS voyage, and I was like, I have this, I have this Video Murder, no wonder it looks familiar, I had the damn thing, I couldn't even remember what the movie was called, so I put it in, and this isn't exactly a horror movie, this is more of that, like, uh, thriller style movie, serial killer, kind of like sleazy crime drama thing. What we have is a serial killer who is uh, picking up prostitutes and killing them on video. It should be called the video murder because I know there's more Im murders implied, but really there's only one that happens on screen. And we have this detective, like kind of like a stereotypical like Italian detective, like I gotta find this guy, you know, yada yada yada. And he goes places and connects the dots. And meanwhile, we have this killer. We see some of his backstory. We see him, and he gives a good performance, a very creepy one. Kind of reminds me of not as egotistical. He is egotistical, but not as um, I don't want to say he's not as uh, overconfident as the character in Murder Lust, um, but he is similar to that character as well. And I, I do think he's kind of realistic. He has a mother complex, which has been the most common serial killer trope in movies since Psycho, obviously. So um, he, the main story ends up with him at least is he finds this girl that uh, tries to pick him up in a bar. It's not a prostitute, and they start a form relationship just slightly. He gets really creepy and aggressive, and he ends up kidnapping her. The cops onto him. He's got to save uh, this girl before the killer kills her. That's the setup to this one. 
there's some weird uh, things that happen in here for some reason. Like like I was talking about back in the day, sometimes when they wanted to add spice or add flavor randomly, they would be like, we're just going to put um, a midget in here. And one of the characters is a midget and it's a nurse and she's not a particularly great actress. And there's an interview segment with her. And it's like, I don't know if they're trying to add laughs in here or just add flavor, but it's just kind of, I mean, it's just, I don't have a problem with it. It's just weird and bizarre. And I, I, I feel like there's an intent, but it's not good intent. Not that it bothers me or anything. It's just like, what? What? Why? This isn't like that type of movie. But regardless, uh, that, that's pretty much it. There's also um, some some big moments in here, like with a helicopter and a, a news thing and, they, and the news guy and a chopper. And they, they kind of tie that in at the end. And I thought that was kind of interesting. It, it's directed by uh, somebody named Jimmy McLeod and it's produced by Jimmy McLeod Sr. So I was like, is this like, like former porn people making a movie or is this like a one-off? Like this guy never made anything else. And he's like, Dan, I need this money. I got the best idea in the world. I don't know. I don't know. But it is interesting and it's offbeat and it's kind of strange range and it's not particularly grotesque uh, like gory or anything like that but it is sleazy in its moments and the killer gives a good performance he's he's little and he's annoying and he's egotistical um there's a couple um maybe jump the shark moments where you're like how, how did they find this how do they find this? just like kind of you know guessing guess around it or it's just like you miss a second and you're like what happened what's going on now but all in all it's decent it's not perfect but it's kind of an interesting little crime thriller serial killer movie called the video murders <laughs> Can I ask you a few questions? Sure. Do you know this girl? That's Lisa. Miriam, look, can I call you Miriam? Sure. Were you here last night? Mm-hmm. Well, what time? I come here every night right after I get off work at the hospital. I'm a registered nurse, you know. And what time do you get off? I get off at 2 a.m. Do you remember who was in here? Well, there was me and Big Ray. He's the cook. You've already met him. Uh -huh. And Lisa and the motorcycle guy. What, what motorcycle guy? Mm, he's a TV reporter on Channel 12. Uh, Lane Santini, that's his name. Anybody else? Oh, yes, another guy came in. What other guy? Oh, another bum at 2 in the morning. He was dirty looking, very quiet. Wasn't much to notice. Can you give me a physical description of this guy? Well, he's this much taller than me. Not much taller than you. Not that much. Wearing the 
dark brown hair and it was spiked up at the top. Slight build, uh, dark hair. Officer Dale Mackey out, please. Can you tell me anything else about the guy? Anything at all? Anything that might be able to help me find up to maybe a suit? Hey, Dale, telephone. Delvecchio. Already there. We've given him your message, and what was your name, please? Well, never mind my name. Thank you. Bye. Okay, guys, the pick a movie. I can't remember who picked it, but they had gave me a choice, and then they're like, do this one. And it is The Fits from, I think, 2015. This was on Amazon Prime. Uh, I watched this one, and I had not really heard anything about it. I started watching it, and I was like, oh, I think I had heard people talk about this, but I wasn't too familiar. So The Fits falls kind of a... Um, all African-American school. Uh, there's this girl. She's a boxer. She's younger. She's probably in her preteens, maybe 12, 13 years old, maybe even younger. And she's a boxer, and her brother's in boxing, and she kind of wants to be in the cheerleading dance squad or whatever. She sees that all the girls are always involved with everything, and she kind of feels left out. So she starts to try that out and learn new things, and she kind of befriends a girl named that she calls Breezy. And meanwhile, there's these things happening to some of the girls that they start to go in these fits, and they, they start to shake. And, and some of the times it's mixed with their dancing and, and it's it's strange and you don't really know what's going on and pretty soon you kind of start to realize what it's a reflection of that happened recently which I don't want to spoil too much but you figure that's what's going on it's kind of a statement on that and this movie does really well it goes into wide shots and it shows all the the girls dancing and choreographing and stuff like that and I like that the girl originally was a boxer so sometimes she's throwing in punches when she's not supposed to be and it's like her mix from punching and uh to, to dancing and it's interesting as well it almost becomes surreal when some of the girls get in the fits and it almost uh i was watching it and the person jeremy was like maybe it's a metaphor for you know people getting women getting their period and i was like you know what there is a chance that that is and that makes sense in a way because the girl starts to feel left out that she's not getting the fits even though the fits could be some sort of uh, cause neurological damage and stuff like that and it's strange. I also noticed in this movie, almost all the adults, I think all the adults are kind of blurred out. They're never in focus like a Charlie Brown, like they're not important. They're not there. They're not helping. They're not doing anything, if that makes any sense. And, and at times, this, the, the fits, it, it's strange. It's like told from a serious, uh, told from someone, a younger person's perspective. So it's not necessarily what an older person would think with doing it. And even though you, I'm watching this and feeling horrible at times, it doesn't necessarily feel horrible for everybody. Uh, the fits sometimes are euphoric for people or scary for people. It depends. And when it happens to certain people, certain things happen and it almost becomes an out-of-body experience and, and, and it becomes like a surreal moment in the film. So there's lots of interesting stuff. It's choreographed well, it's acted well, and it's interesting. And it's very short and to the point. It doesn't beat around the bush, really. I mean, it's not like, it, it, it's not exactly all that much happening on the surface story, but it, it's a, it could be a one-sentence uh, you know, plot description. But it's not necessarily just about that. It's shot well, it's acted well, the choreographed stuff's good, and I appreciate that they do a lot of wide shots, which I thought were pretty interesting. And the, the wide shots is, um, you know, like it plays into the dancing and the choreographing, and that stuff's not easy, and I, I like what they did with that. But uh, it's a unique movie, and it's on Amazon Prime. I, I would recommend checking it out.
Okay, let's hop into the pick-a-movie. Uh, I think last week was, uh, who picked it? Um, I can't think. I think they picked for your height only. I think it was Christopher Dallier. So let's see who's going to get for this week. We have Peter McCain. Hope you guys can see that. And if you can't, eh, take my word for it. Okay, what's next, guys? Oh, I think we got some questions for me. Uh, questions. Peter England, Dave James Parker, have you ever seen a German TV movie called Rambok? 2010, the French movie The Night Eats the World, which I also like reminded me of sometimes, sometimes of that German movie. No, I haven't, but I do think I have it somewhere around here. Haven't had a chance to check it out. And he also asked, imagine if you live in a post-apocalyptic world. Which post-apocalyptic movie or character would you choose to prefer to live in this world? Oh, if I had to live in one of the post-apocalyptic worlds. Definitely not Waterworld. That seems too miserable. Not Mad Max. Hmm. Man, the road. Way too desolate. I'm trying to think. I'm working this one out while we're here. Post-apocalyptic. Hmm. I don't know. None of them. Maybe one of the, like, uh, the, um, Escape from New York doesn't really count. Ooh, man, that's tough. That is tough. That is really tough. Um, one of the Italian ripoffs of Mad Max. They don't seem nearly as bad as Mad Max, I guess. Let's go Endgame by Joe D'Amato. There we go. It's probably going to die within minutes anyways. Tempo Tapas, have you seen Bug? Directed by William Friedkin, starring Michael Shannon and Ashley Judd. It's a great psychological thriller. No, I have not. I've heard of it. I think I have a DVD somewhere. I would be interested in seeing that movie, to be honest. Um, what do we got next? Uh... Joseph Castro del Castile, what's your opinion on the Korean movie The Isle from 2000? Have not seen it. Uh, I'll look into it. Nick Mua, if you won an award for best actor slash director, what might your speech sound like? Thank you. Uh, it depends what I won for. I would probably just thank everybody that helped me um, and uh, thank my friends and family. Uh, thank the people that I worked with throughout my life. Thank where I came from. You know, the typical stuff. Uh, who should play George Romero if they make a biopic? about him that's a good question that's tough um i'm trying to think of somebody that physically looks like him maybe um who's the one guy geez i can't think of his name right off the top of my head and that's bad maybe i'm getting old i used to know his name pretty easily too who plays doc ock and spider-man too i think he could alfred molina i think he could look like uh, george romero um have you ever been in a cab with a really creepy taxi driver i've never been in a cab in my whole life that i remember to be honest i have ridden the bus though the public transportation and uh there's a strange lady and she's just like do you have bad knees it's like no she's like they're terrible i was like sorry i don't know what to say i mean it's not like she was like asking me these questions like a normal person she was just she was out of her mind a little bit christopher dallier question favorite gene roland flick um, ooh, that is a good one. Let me think. Favorite Gene Roland flick? I've only seen a few. What's the one? Is it Lips of Blood? I think I've seen Lips of Blood. Oh, what's the one where the guy goes to the party? Jeez. Jeez, what's... Man, I can't... I think it's Lips of Blood with the, um... Or is it Living Dead Girl. I think it's Living Dead Girl. That's the one I like with the... Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but that one was excellent. Um, if your favorite movie slasher had a cereal, what would the cereal look like and what would it be con the it contents be? Obviously, pick your favorite movie slasher. Thanks, Mr. Parker. Uh, I'd go with Freddy Krueger. It would probably be sort of some hot cinnamon cereal because he's burning and fire. And I would call it sugar comas. Um, 
because uh, it he, they will just like knock your ass out because it's sugar comas. Maybe um, these sugar comas will time to put uh, these sugar comas will put you to sleep for good, and then it would say now now fortified with vitamin D or some shit like that on the cover. Um, yeah, sugar comas knock your ass out. Uh, cyanide breath mints are the windows blacked out specifically for sun fade in the room? Yes, they are. <laughs> There's a tiny bit of light that gets through, but not that much. Um, yeah, I'm crazy. So that's why I do it. Okay, Andrew DMB, my question to you is, what TV shows do you enjoy watching? A few of your faves, both past and present. I actually don't watch any new television shows, really. I haven't even watched It's Always Sunny in a few years. I like that show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I liked Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, stuff like that. I'm trying to think of a couple other shows up. Uh, Past, I like Tales in the Crypt, Twilight Zone, Night Gallery, any of those anthology shows, uh, Monsters Growing Up, especially Tales in the Crypt. But I even like stuff like um, Oz when it was on uh, air, and uh, that's pretty much it. I like the first season of True Detective, but I'm not big in the TV. I just don't have time for it. And then right when every time they get a hit, they're like, hey, time to make to stretch this out. Now, instead of like having something happen per episode, there's just like a guy walking around with like a bucket for an hour. And he's like, oh, I got a bucket. It's like, this is an episode now because you know everybody's going to watch because they're hooked. Okay, answers. Um, I asked last week, who is the coolest actor or actress? And Ben Miller says, coolest actor, Christopher Walken. Never bad in anything, can be the villain extremely well, but can sing and dance too. Honorable mention goes to Henry Rollins. Not sure if he counts, but he has acted. And he also asked, I also want to add that Walken should have gotten more lead roles when he was younger. He proved he could pull off being a lead in The Deer Hunter and The Dead Zone. Yeah, both great performances, too. You know, I've only seen The Deer Hunter once, but I remember everything Walken did in it. And and, and Dead Zone's an underrated movie. Nick Mua. And the award for the coolest actor goes to Thomas Decker. He's been a thespian for from age six. Mr. Decker's done comedy, horror comedy, um, horror comedy, horror, drama biopic, and that's just his film work. Thomas has done some darn good TV, too. Terminator, The Sarah Connor uh, Chronicles, anyone? He can actually sing and compose his own music. The coolest actress is Tilda Swinton. She can be beautiful, ugly, crazy, scary, heartwarming, horrible. She can even pull off genderless. Miss Swinton uh, um, also holds her own against John Hurt and Benedict Cumberbatch. It doesn't get much cooler. That's a good choice. Peter England, the coolest actor of all time, uh, Sean Connery, especially as James Bond. Uh, Brad Hominen, coolest actor, a little obvious, but Jack Nicholson, that's a good choice. No, it's not much cooler than Jack Nicholson. If Johnny Depp had died at a certain point in his career, he might have been remembered. It's very cool. See through the negligees. Is that what it is? I'm a moron. I was going through my list to, of to see Blu-rays when I had to think of your question of the week. I think Lee Van Cleef is the coolest actor of all time. He looks like he's not going to lose any of his cool when the camera stops rolling. He doesn't need any dialogue to be impressive, and I haven't seen a film that was bad with him. Uh, died at a certain point in his career, he might have been remembered. Oh, sorry, that's uh, some part, another part of the question. Yeah, but Lee Van Cleef's a good answer, too. Answer DMB. To answer your question, only fair. LOL. Coolest actor of all time. Well, here's a top five. Clint Eastwood, Jack Nicholson, Paul Newman, Denzel Washington, Kurt Russell. For these five, no explanation needed. And to be fair, it's not always the men, so here are some coolest actresses of all time in my opinion. Top five. Kathy Bates, highly underrated in my opinion. Gloria Swanson, her performance in Sunset Boulevard alone. Juliette Lewis, she's just always cool, period. I agree, I love her. Ellen Page, just watch Hard Candy, you will see for yourself. Love her and super. Uh, and Jodie Foster, a once child actor, years always seemed, years beyond her age, she has the ability, even as a kid, to seem highly intelligent and still does today in her performances. Great actor, and in my opinion, can grab your attention. A legit steam sealer. She should get more roles. I think she's making movies now. I don't know if she's still acting out. Uh, Paul Weichel, as for the coolest actor, I'd go with 
Robert Shaw or Joe Flyshaker. Have a good one. Peek and Boo question of the week, without a doubt. Uh, Toshiro Mafuni? Ah, pronunciation. I don't know. I'm terrible. Um, and basically, what was the question I wanted to ask you? Oh, my favorite. My, I'd say the coolest actor is Burt Reynolds. He's not my favorite, but Burt Reynolds is pretty cool, guys. Not one Burt Reynolds. It's a little shame. Or not one Steve McQueen. Um, uh, the question of the week is, what is your favorite little creature flick? I should have asked that last week so you guys could have gotten the answers here. So what is it? Gremlins? Is it Critters? Is it Munchies? Is it Beasties? I doubt it's Beasties. Is it Hobgoblins? Is it the Ghoulies? The Ghoulies do. Ghoulies go to college. Let me know below. Okay, guys. Um, I think we're going to hop into the update. Okay, it's going to be a pretty quick update. So here we go. We got from... Scream Factory, Plague of the Zombies, a hammer flick. Never seen this one. Uh, you guys know next year. Or next, uh, I mean, we, next year for the show. I mean, I'm not going by, like, January. But after uh, week 105, I start the year of the hammer. So this will definitely be reviewed. Looks cool. Love zombies. Love hammer. So here we go. And next is November. Uh, man, I'm sorry about that glare. I'll have to readjust next time. But this looks weird and crazy, and I'm hearing... That is a bizarre, bizarre movie. So, yep, I know this is on Amazon Prime. So, uh, back to the video, guys. Okay, guys, I wanted to give a Patreon shout-out to uh, Geek Street, uh, a.k.a. Jason Crow. I know it's Jason Crow. He's a friend of mine, and he donated to the Patreon. Thanks again, buddy. Um, he also has a Patreon, so check it out. Link will be below. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for watching. As always, you guys have a good one. Yeah.